gentlemen it is thursday it's june the 18th 2020 it's another technical alpha podcast we got another great show for you lined up today we are uh we are just like any good 1990s child with stretch armstrong no you weren't on camera don't worry though <laughs> no stretch armstrong we are stretching this content like heroes to make this podcast work as the news, the news, while thankfully is still coming out at a good pace, it's still, it's still, you know, the classic, uh, the classic dip, um, during the summer months, but we've got some stuff to talk about. Mr. Black, how are you doing this week? Um, you are sending good. an email to somebody I right am. now. I am. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm doing good. Uh, it's been a busy week. Mm. I, uh, yeah, you had, you had some, uh, some property stuff. You had a, an appliance classically break on you. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So I had to, so one of my tenants, uh, washer or drop. Yeah. Washer, washer went, mm. um, is actually my old house. My first house we bought. So they're still using the same washer and dryer oh, that damn. we had from, and when we bought it, that washer and dryer was like four or five years old. So like this thing has lasted like ten, I'm, I'm impressed, eleven years or whatever. Um, so yeah, the washer went, and they've been tenants there for years. So mm. I just did them a good one and just ordered a new washer and dryer because the dryer is just as old, and you get things a bit cheaper when you buy the the combo together. So, you know, you save like 150 bucks. I was like, fuck it. I'll just buy both. Um, so they're happy. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I uh, they'll be receiving that tomorrow. And uh, I just paid for them to set it up and everything. So I don't have to be there. They're, people will take out the old ones, bring in the new ones. So that's done. Um, yeah, streaming, you know. Uh, I, I had to take a couple days off this week just from all the shit that's been it's just been a lot going on in my life right now. Twitch so, died uh, one day for which died straight up died one day. <laughs> so uh, I couldn't even stream even if I wanted to. Um, yeah, what else did I do? I started working out again. So I saw uh, that. So it's good. Uh, my knee is finally allowing me to work out. So it's been the hardest thing, and just waiting and waiting and waiting. But finally, my knee is good enough. I'm still going easy. So I do like. You still have some scar tissue to stretch out, which is going to yeah. take time. A while. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's been holding out. I've been doing like eight to 10 kilometers a day. Nice. Um, so I haven't been running. No, um, you wouldn't like want to. Light jog, light jog, and yeah. then stop it. And then like, like a brisk walk um, just to kind of get the knee going and stuff. Um, but it's been feeling good. So I'm just going to keep doing that for a while. And uh, what else is going on? I went and looked at a property today. Mm-hmm. And I spent basically the last couple of hours compiling a whole bunch of stuff for banks and and um, dealing with brokerages and shit. Now it's I've gotten to the point where I have too many doors, so the 
the banks. It, it's a long. It's a so you're opening thing. a new bank account somewhere. I'm well, no, no. <laughs> I have to open up basically. Um, they they have to compile my portfolio and basically put me under a big commercial umbrella okay. where then um, I can start bringing them properties and then they look at the asset and they go, okay, um, they look at your debt to income ratio and, mm. and, and how well your stuff is doing and they just approve it. For all these other ones, basically when you buy your first, like when you go to buy your first home, you know, you got to give them so many years of showing your your employment, your income, your notice of assessments, um, all this other stuff. And I've been having to do that for each property I do because they really just look at me. But um, some institutions, most institutions will just cut cut you off as an individual and then they'll want you to um, basically compile, uh, pile up everything and then use it as one big portfolio. So that way you can almost take and grab equity from any house to pull well, I was going to say for, for, for them, if you're going to be with the same Institute for them too, it's, if it's, if it's all under one umbrella, it, it's easier for them. and gentlemen it is thursday it's june the 18th 2020 it's another technical alpha podcast we got another great show for you lined up today we are uh we are just like any good 1990s child with stretch armstrong no you weren't on camera don't worry though <laughs> no stretch armstrong we are stretching this content like heroes to make this podcast work as the news, the news, while thankfully is still coming out at a good pace, it's still, it's still, you know, the classic, uh, the classic dip, um, during the summer months, but we've got some stuff to talk about. Mr. Black, how are you doing this week? Um, you are sending good. an email to somebody I right am. now. I am. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm doing good. Uh, it's been a busy week. Mm. I, uh, yeah, you had, you had some, uh, some property stuff. You had a, an appliance classically break on you. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So I had to, so one of my tenants, uh, washer or drop. Yeah. Washer, washer went, mm. um, is actually my old house. My first house we bought. So they're still using the same washer and dryer oh, that damn. we had from, and when we bought it, that washer and dryer was like four or five years old. So like this thing has lasted like ten, I'm, I'm impressed, eleven years or whatever. Um, so yeah, the washer went, and they've been tenants there for years. So mm. I just did them a good one and just ordered a new washer and dryer because the dryer is just as old, and you get things a bit cheaper when you buy the the combo together. So, you know, you save like 150 bucks. I was like, fuck it. I'll just buy both. Um, so they're happy. Um, so yeah, anyway, I, uh, they'll be receiving that tomorrow and, uh, I just paid for them to set it up and everything. So I don't have to be there. They're, people will take out the old ones, bring in the new ones. So that's done. Um, yeah. Streaming, you know, 
Uh, I, I had to take a couple days off this week just from all the shit that's been. It's just been a lot going on in my life right now. Which so, died uh, one day for which for... died straight up died one day. <laughs> so uh, I couldn't even stream even if I wanted to. Um, yeah, what else did I do? I started working out again. So I saw uh, that. So it's good. Uh, my knee is finally allowing me to work out. So it's been the hardest thing and just waiting and waiting and waiting. But finally, my knee is good enough. I'm still going easy. So I do like about. You still have some scar tissue to stretch out, which is going to yeah. take time. A while. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's been holding out. I've been doing like eight to 10 kilometers a day. Nice. Um, so I haven't been running. No, um, you wouldn't like want to. Light jog, light jog, and yeah. then stop it. And then like, like a brisk walk um, just to kind of get the knee going and stuff. Um, but it's been feeling good. So I'm just going to keep doing that for a while. And uh, what else is going on? I went and looked at a property today. Mm-hmm. And I spent basically the last couple of hours compiling a whole bunch of stuff for banks and and um, dealing with brokerages and shit. Now it's I've gotten to the point where I have too many doors, so the the banks it, it's a long it's a so you're opening thing. a new bank account somewhere. I'm op- <laughs> well, no, no, I have to open up basically. Um, they they have to compile my portfolio and basically put me under a big commercial umbrella okay. where then um, I can start bringing them properties and then they look at the asset and they go, okay, um, they look at your debt to income ratio and, mm. and, and how well your stuff is doing and they just approve it. For all these other ones, basically when you buy your first, like when you go to buy your first home, you know, you got to give them so many years of showing your your employment, your income, your notice of assessments, um, all this other stuff. And I've been having to do that for each property I do because they really just look at me. But um, some institutions, most institutions will just cut cut you off as an individual and then they'll want you to um, basically compile, uh, pile up everything and then use it as one big portfolio. So that way you can almost take and grab equity from any house to pull well, I was going to say for, for, house. for them, if you're going to be with the same Institute for them too, it's, if it's, if it's all under one umbrella, it, it's easier for them to, uh, to look at collateral and, and everything exactly. else. Yeah. That's literally what it is. So yeah. it just allows the banks to approve things much easier. Um, everything is much more simpler to look at. Um, and so, uh, I'm in that process right now, so I've just been compiling a whole shit ton of stuff for. That'll Oak probably Ridge. make tax and, pro- uh, stuff for you easier too, because it, I imagine I imagine it allows you to unify a bunch of shit tax wise that would have had to been individually done before. Yeah, I mean, my accountant does all that, so oh, that's it true. It'll be easier. It'll be easier for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fuck with any of that shit. I get a professional do that, and then I just walk away. <laughs> that's true. But that's true. Uh, so that's been that's been my week uh, in my day. I've been nonstop. I got a bunch of I, and voiceovers. I've been. I don't even know why I still do these things, but I still do them. So I've had like six voiceovers this week. So hey, you can and, squeeze I mean, some in. Why not fucking squeeze some in? Yeah. So uh, it's been a busy week. It's been good though. I like being busy, and the yeah. weather's nice. Did you? I was gonna say, did you get out and use your new, your new deck furniture? Uh, yeah, well, we've been using that for a while, <laughs> but um, we're trying to set up the pool and everything now, so uh, we're dealing with that. Today would have been a good day for the pool. It is I know. fucking it's so hot, hot. Our pool is just not ready yet, so um, we're we're working on that. Kayla, I think, is out there cleaning it right now. Mm. Um. Yeah, and then Thor, uh, he had to go to the vet today. Uh-oh. So, uh, yeah, he's got some sort of... Um, Does he have a rash again? No, no, no. He he, he would, but we have med- him on medication uh, every year because he has oh, allergies, okay. which right. gives him rashes. 
but he that's all fine because we now we know what it is and we put him on the meds and then he just never gets rashes. But uh, this one is this happened to him like two years ago where sometimes dogs will go out and my dog has a tendency of uh, of eating grass. And just like like when you go for a walk, he'll, he'll, he'll just eat tall grass and he'll like choke on the grass and shit. But sometimes when other dogs piss on the on the grass or shit on the grass or whatever, some or a different animal it could be a raccoon, a rabbit or anything. Um, sometimes their shit or piss can um, upset the pet's stomach and give them. I forget what they call it. It's nothing serious, but he's his head the shits. Mm. uh for like four days so what we did is we're like okay well we'll put them on we boil up some chicken and give them a little bit of rice try and uh because that's what they tell you like help out his stomach that wasn't doing anything so um they determined that we took him in and he's like yeah he just needs antibiotics so we had to put him on some he's on antibiotics now and he's got to eat special food for like the next three days and he'll be fine but this has happened before but anyway we had to do that today too so it's just one of these days so it's a nice solid busy uh busy week for you yeah, yeah. Usually I'm like, oh, it's just another week. Yeah, this, this, week, this was not another week. Yeah, this week shit has actually happened. So um, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. What mine, mine was another week, pretty much. The um I've narrowed down uh uh I got like halfway into the review, the like the 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 playthrough of my uh, Eternal Edge Plus, which is like the indie game that I'm reviewing. Right now, that was when the Patreons had selected, and I'd got that, oh, like, two fucking weeks ago now, or some shit. And, uh, it should have only taken me a couple of days, but I had, um, the capture, I had capture issues that continued to crop up, and so I've been, I spent most of the last week bouncing around emails between supports for everyone from Magewell, Elgato, Windows... EVGA and Nvidia all at once trying to figure out what the issue is and I and and we've narrowed it down now where it's it's um unlikely to be the two capture cards although the Elgato software thing is a different thing entirely so it's not a hardware issue it's just their current software capture thing has a bug in it for their flashback recording so that's that's um being looked at by the devs right now but the uh, but we ruled out, uh, Magewell, we ruled out, uh, the graphics card itself. Uh, and then Windows has a dev ticket open now as well, because to them, so their thought was the same thought that I had, where I think it's a NVIDIA driver mm. conflicting with Windows, the current Windows build, uh, with, because these issues cropped up after one of the major Windows updates like a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. and it's uh i think it's those two things when you're cloning displays so because it happens to me not just with capture cards if i plug in another monitor and clone the desktop the same issue same happens thing. yeah so i think that's what it is so i'm in the midst of uh, midst of that um i had a developer um go through the website and do some optimizations and got the page loading on the home screen down like cut it in half motherfucker mm-hmm. literally cut that shit in half which is nice, and then I hope to apply those same practices to the rest of the website later on, but for now, that was that start while I was waiting for the uh, the capture stuff to get resolved. I think I've got it. Then I spent day, uh, a day or two myself figuring out if I could still do recording and stuff for the reviews, even with the issue, and I think I've got it 
minimized enough that it won't impact what Mark and I do enough that I'll have to like continue to stop. I'm, I've been basically just playing Warzone when I have time because uh, mm-hmm. I didn't want to continue to record and then have recording issues with the uh, the footage for the review. So I'll get back to that. Other than that, I took my first day off in a month yesterday. Oh. Oh. And like a full day off. Not like one of those days where you say, I'm going to take a day off and then it just means not doing anything on the live stream but still doing like a day of work afterwards. I, like a proper, my computer didn't even get turned on. There you go. For the whole fucking day. Woke up. Godspeed. It was good. Woke up. Uh, and, uh, spent most of the day outside. Em and I were out in the backyard. Uh, we've got like, uh, uh, we got like an outdoor, like beanbag toss game, you know, where you got like the four corner targets and the center target and you got two of them. You can set across like 15 feet you stand behind, you throw them like not cornhole, but similar to cornhole where you're like, like a yard game. We had that. We played that for a bit. Um, not, not dissimilar to, uh, washer toss, very similar and, uh, played that for a bit. And then I actually, for a period of time, I literally just laid on the deck. I got a blanket. I put it on the deck. It was like 28 degrees yesterday. I just laid on the sweat to death, dying on the deck. Didn't care. Got as much vitamin D in one day as I've had in the last five years all in one afternoon. And, yeah. uh, then we had ribs and shit for dinner. Mm-mm. 10 out of 10. Mm. Watched two movies. Oof. Uh, what did we watch? We watched, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Got ahead oh. and give one of my favorites in. She hadn't, oh. she hadn't seen it. She really liked it. it. She, she liked really, it? She really liked it, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, and then we watched Jurassic Park, first one. Oh, okay. That's a classic. And, uh, yeah, that was really good. And, um, and then we watched the, uh, I got my hands on that leaked version of the 90 Day Fiance tell-all. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like nine hours of fucking the tell-all. Dude, I, I haven't watched the... Did you watch the actual tell-all yet? I watched the actual one, but I okay. didn't watch this nine hours. So I, I, I haven't think watched... I listen to people bitch and bicker at each other for nine hours. I ha- So we haven't seen the real one yet. I am super interested as to how much of this dumpster fire made it into the fucking television version. Because, dude, whatever you saw... How long was the one on, on TV? Uh, first thing was, I think two hours. And then I think the second episode was an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. So, so it was like about three, three and a half hours of bro. They cut three to three and a half hours of pure unadulterated fucking dumpster fire. And I mean, and when, well, not all of it, there's probably, there's probably an hour or so of them just talking like the, like the people just talking to each other on like candidly, which was kind of like kind of interesting to see anyway because you're not seeing the tv part you're just seeing them talk to each other usman is everyone's best fucking friend every time something comes like everyone fucking loves usman and usman loves everyone else mm. uh and uh and yeah uh it, it's been fucking wild i think we're only like halfway into it and so when we're done i'm gonna watch it and then i'll let you know just how much fucking crazy shit <laughs> didn't make it to tv um, we get there. Right. So watched that, played some Scrabble, drank some uh, some booze, went to bed. It was a lovely day off, and now we're back. We're back to it, and we're ready to talk about video games. Are you ready to talk about video games, Jeff? I'm ready. Let's talk about some video games. First of all, hit the like button. Yes. Let's get that out there right now. We keep forgetting to say that early in the podcast. Hit the like button if you're on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube, some of you, I know you, because you mentioned it in the comments, you know, you're listening on Spotify or, or Apple, you know, you're on iTunes, whatever, and you go to the to YouTube specifically to like and comment, you're fucking gods. Though that's going out of your way twice over. 
Mm-hmm. And it's appreciated. Um, and yes, shout out to yeah, shout out to Hallie for the Plex for Plex to to watch those uh, those classics. I have gone in sixty seconds somewhere in this household. Fuck if I know where it is, but it was on Hallie's uh, Plex, so that was that was convenient. Uh, so first up, Jeff, PlayStation Five. We had an entire event for it last week. We talked our way through uh, the event, and you know we did a good job because we got called Xbox shills, despite the fact that we shit on PlayStation pretty much for an hour and a half straight after shitting on Xbox for an hour and a half straight. We, did we, we shit on them? Well, I don't remember we, shitting well, on we didn't really shit on we. Actually, no, reverse that. We were actually pretty positive about PlayStation 5, and we kind of shit on Xbox because of the third-party reveal yeah, was mean, so Xbox bad. I mean, Xbox deserved to get shitted on. Yeah, off. that like, was bad. I mean, that shit was just bad, dude. Yeah, that was, was terrible. Bad. It was a bad first impression. It was the terrible. Sony stuff, like, I'm a Sony, I wouldn't say fanboy, but yeah. I prefer Sony way over yes. uh, Xbox. I that's mean, what I, 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 I said in the comments. I have an Xbox I was like, One still brand new, sealed in the box. Yes. My PS4 gets used you know, weekly. Mm. So, you know, uh, I, I don't give a fuck about Xbox. And to be honest with you, I probably will not buy the new Xbox. Well, there won't uh, be much of a reason for you anyway, because you're going to be able to get most of the exclusives on PC in the first place. Anyway, exactly. So um, definitely wasn't purposely trying to mm. shit on PlayStation, but if there's stuff I don't really think is great, I'm going to just tell you my honest <laughs> opinion on it. That's, really just, that's, that's just, you know, we, we all I'm saying is we did a good job. Because we were called shills. That's the yeah. that's the number one target you need to aim for is to make sure people think you're shilling for another console at all times. Uh, so PlayStation 5 rumors for the price began circulating after that event, of course, uh, because they didn't announce one. And so people continue to speculate about that. Uh, and that got kind of stirred up some more when a couple of websites released briefly before taking down pages that had price points on them. Uh, the first one that I saw was from Play Asia, uh, which is a prominent website, and they had it up for six ninety nine USD, which is expensive as fuck. And uh, but at the same time, it kind of goes in line with what we saw um, from Sony that uh, I tweeted about this earlier this week, where Sony came out and said uh, that. They are focusing, they want to focus more, less on price and more on value, which is marketing speak for shit's going to be expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, uh, so I had just the day before they had said that I had just put up my price predictions on Twitter for the consoles where I said, uh, I believe my, my, uh, it was, um, the stock PS5. So the one with like the disc drive or whatever. I said 449 to 499 US and the digital version was going to be 349 to 399. That was my price ranges for those two. And then the uh the Xbox Series X I said was going to be 549 to 599 cuz I still think the Xbox Series X will be 50 to 100 dollars more than the PlayStation. But then my dark horse was the Series S that I keep saying is coming. I just don't know if it's going to be on launch day or not. Will probably sell for the same price as Sony's uh, stock PlayStation Five. So four forty nine to four ninety nine. I think it's going to be fifty to one hundred dollars cheaper than the Series X, and then I think Sony's is going to be a hundred dollars less than the Series X. Uh, but when they said that, I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> maybe no I." Way- there's no way the Xbox is going to be seven hundred dollars. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, and yeah. I don't think, and I don't think PlayStation is going to come at six ninety nine either. I think that was just. I, I, I don't think that price, and nobody knows. I don't think anyone actually knows, uh, yeah. because at the same time, what we got later on in the week was Amazon France briefly having up uh, price and date. And Amazon France is. Oh, we talked about this on the podcast in the past as well. Always seems to be the Amazon page that fucks everything up and releases information when they're not supposed to. Um. Uh, they had the standard at four ninety nine. This was taken down. Standard at four ninety nine, and the digital at three ninety nine, which sounds not that wrong. Sounds wrong. Hey, didn't I say I think it's going to be a hundred dollar difference? Could be yeah, because that drive because the drive is expensive, right? It's a four K Blu Ray player, yeah. right? So so forty nine to to you know fifty to a hundred dollars makes sense. Yeah. Um. And and so there you go. We'll see. We, I don't think it's six. To, the truth might be somewhere in between. This shit could come in at five ninety nine. I think. I think the four ninety nine. The four ninety nine is definitely closer. And the three ninety nine for digital. Yeah. Or four fifty nine for the digital. Yeah. Is going to be the price point at seven hundred dollars. That's a tough pill to swallow. I mean, that is. Yeah. That is. I don't give a fuck. How. It's hard to get around Powerful the stigma of it being a console and yeah. selling for that much money, even if it is worth the worth the money. I understand from a technical technological standpoint, yeah, it's it's worth the seven hundred dollars from you know what it can do and what it's going to do for years to come. But just it being a console at that price is fucking insane. It's almost so insane that the PlayStation Five, in order to be seven hundred bucks. They got to really like in their marketing and the stuff that they say, they pretty much got to call this thing a PC or a hybrid. They can't even call it a console at that point. They they literally they call it, they can call it a console, but they need to say this is a console that has been that that is as powerful as a PC. They need it as as a high end uh, PC. Like they would really need to focus and drive that in, like. To the point where you're almost convincing people that, you know what, I am buying a console, but it's pretty much like buying a PC. So, you know, $700 for a good PC, it's not really a bad deal. They they would almost need to do that. That's insane. Well, $700? That's... Bucks? I mean, even me, that's that's like 950 Canadian. We're, 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 that's not even with a game. We're, we're at $1,000 here for a console. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a bit steep. Yikes. A bit? It's a bit steep. A I don't bit? like I, mean, I still is, I think a lot. I think when they first announced the Xbox Series X stuff, I thought that it would come in at 699 Canadian. Um I still think it's going to be 699 Canadian. I think it's uh, so Yeah, I and like you said it is a tough sell and it is, you know, there's a there is a an expectation of like a price of a of like a price band I guess if you want to call it for consoles, right? When they first launch, people want the consoles to no matter what always come out at three hundred ninety nine fucking dollars. Doesn't matter how advanced they are, doesn't matter how crazy the shit is, they expect that console to come out at three hundred ninety nine dollars. That shit could have four thousand dollars worth of PC parts in it. They still want it to come out at three hundred ninety nine dollars because it's a yeah. console, and yeah. they expect the consoles to come out at around that price. So. Uh, that's a major hurdle for for them at a, at a, at a hardware uh, level to be able to somehow generate enough 
performance per dollar to get the to keep the price within reason but also be a substantial leap from the generation before it and give it enough legs to last for years after from like a yeah. tech standpoint so uh you know uh, and then you take into consideration how expensive and, har- and how much for- harder it is to get parts right now supply chains are fucked everything is all over the place and people are still going to sit there and be like 399 or fuck yourself and it's just not i don't think it's going to happen if they somehow pull off even the digital edition for 399 that is some of the craziest shit i will have ever seen i will be super impressed if they can pull that off and i think it's probably not going to be that but if they do it my god the loss they must be taking on that shit it's huge would be huge but Which, when you think about it, and it, if it's got a shelf life for the next seven to ten years, you know you can take a loss up front. You have and, to, but the attach rate has to be for first-party games and services, and so they're gambling on that. People are going to buy their controllers. They're going to buy all this fucking shit. Who knows? We'll see. But at six ninety-nine, bro, if they come in, here's the problem: they can't come in at six ninety-nine US because there's no way in fuck. The Xbox is coming in at $699. My guess is the Xbox will be at the $499 mark or a little bit cheaper. Could be $399 for the lesser or uh, $499 at most. I mean, I can't see it being more than $500. If it's $500 and the PlayStation is $700, oh my. Well, no, the PlayStation PlayStation is without question not going to be the more more expensive console. If it is, I would be mind-fucked. Yeah, there's no way. I think, I still think that because the Xbox, they've already said that they're positioning the Series X as being the highest end of this series. That's why they're calling them series. And why I keep saying S is without question going to be coming at some point, whether it's at launch or not, I don't know, but you're going to see it. And it's going to cost... About a hundred dollars, I suspect, less than the main console. Yep. I still think the Series X is also positioning itself against Sony's PS5 as being a premium console because I think they know that they can't come in at the traditional three ninety nine price point with the hardware that's in these consoles. They just can't fucking do it. The 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 like the four K Blu Ray player already makes it difficult to come in at the three ninety nine uh, price point. So, I think the Series X is still coming in at five ninety nine US dollars. I don't think that's unreasonable for what's in it, and I don't think if I'm going to be real with you, I don't think it's going to stop them from selling out for the first couple of months that that shit's on the shelf. People are going to be stuck inside. They're not going anywhere in the winter time, and they're going to be having. Uh, they're going to still have money coming in monthly checks for being at home and probably unemployed and do not underestimate the ability of people to spend the vast majority of their fucking income on some shit that they don't need and they will convince themselves that a $600 console is 100% a viable buy just like every year you get welfare checks motherfuckers walking around with a brand new iPhone it's the same fucking concept. All you have to do is get it into their mind that that is a premium product, and that is all you have to fucking do. And you can already see that with Sony positioning themselves as focusing on value over price, 
mm. that the the <clears throat> what is what seems to be the two uh, marketing strategies between Microsoft and Sony on these consoles coming is already different before we've even yeah. heard the price. So we'll have to wait and see uh, right. how it all unfolds. But I don't think the so I, I'm positive Sony's not coming in six ninety nine US. No, Xbox isn't even coming in six ninety nine US. No, five ninety nine is the hard ceiling top. in my opinion. That's the top, yeah. Of these new consoles, anything yeah. north of that, and I think you will run into some problems for sure. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't even I couldn't even imagine it. So we'll have to wait and see. Both of those, like I said, Play Asia and Amazon France, they were up, they got taken down, uh, and and both of them are so far apart. I still think the three ninety nine four ninety nine is closer. I will be super impressed if three ninety nine is is on any skew. Mm-hmm. That would be fucking wild to me. I mean, you can barely get a fucking PS four Pro come in at three ninety nine. You're gonna tell me that a brand new PlayStation five before they even get economies of scale up, printing fucking consoles that they're gonna come out three ninety nine in we'll the see. current in the current climate globally. I we'll would. Fuck, the money that they would be losing would be nuts. Um, Yeah, 399 uh, euros. Yes, I know. But the euro and, and US dollar in terms of what they charge is almost always the same. Regardless of, of the fact that the currencies aren't worth the same, they almost always trend to be exactly the same uh, in, each, in each place. Uh, PlayStation 5. The size of that thing. We talked about that when we saw it. We were looking at it and going, I, th- I think I said it when we did the podcast last week. I was like, how fucking big is this thing? Because it looked, I mean, it looked like a skyscraper when it was standing up on its end. It, was, it mm. looked like a big ass console, especially, and it, and, it, and it became obvious when the, when the controller was next to it. And if you just assume that that controller is the size of a DualShock 4, that console is fucking huge. And so I wasn't apparently the only one that was interested in that, as I don't know about you, but on my timeline, lots and lots of people comparing console sizes, trying to figure out what the fuck the dimensions are, because Sony hasn't released the dimensions for the console yet. We know the dimensions of the Series X, uh, which is something like 12.2 inches by like roughly five or six on the other, like just as a square, as as its box. But we didn't get that information from Sony at any point yet, so people were looking at it going, how the fuck do we do this? So they were taking uh, pictures of, like, the USB ports and then scaling it from knowing how big the USB uh, ports are uh, Mm -hmm. and and then also the Blu-ray drive, scaling it from the Blu-ray drive. And this thing is, it's as big as it looked. It's a fucking big console. It's Mm -hmm. it's not super thick. It's not thick, boy. This shit's long. Mm. (laughs) It's like my dick. It's long. It's fucking long, bro. It's so. It, it seems to be coming in at at the very least fourteen inches. Okay, it's not not like my dick. <laughs> that's, you'd be that's you'd some, be passing that's out. Mandingo. That's a mandingo shit. That's a mandingo dick. Fourteen inches seems to be the low end. Mm. It could also be a bit longer than that. It's really hard to gauge from obviously the methods that people are using, but it seems that at minimum it's fourteen inches long which is still two inches and a bit longer than the Series One, or Series X, and then much bigger than the PS4 Pro, like way fucking wider. Um, so, I mean, standing it up 
uh, I don't know where anyone's going to want to stand it up. I mean, even even the the Series X is 12 inches tall. Uh, you know, you're not going to get that on a mid shelf somewhere that's going to be up behind or next to the TV. But fucking 14, I'd be afraid that if the at that with with the stand even like any amount of shake. I mean that that's fucking that's a tall I don't thing. Think many, I don't think many people are standing their consoles up. The m- vast majority lay them shits flat. Yeah. And so I don't think you're going to have much of a choice with the PS5. You're going to have a choice, yeah. That's yeah. big. The series the series X I could I could make more of a case for standing the shit up. It yeah. looks like it's it's bas- it's literally built to be stood up, yeah. but it can also lay on its side. Um but yeah, that that you're not you're not going to want to stand that that thing up that's uh it's fucking big but they confirmed sony sony didn't say this like didn't tell us the size of it but they did say that or it was reported that it is in fact about cooling capacity so it's bigger to allow for more cooling for these parts that are going to be generating a fair amount of heat which is which was everyone's guess is like nobody thought they made a big ass console for the sake of making a big ass console um so uh but it's it's it tells you, again, the two different uh, methods that the manufacturers are using for cooling. We saw the entire Xbox Series X teardown on YouTube mm-hmm. where uh, where Austin, uh, who's a uh, popular tech YouTuber, literally tore the, you went in and built the whole thing up. So we know exactly what the insides of the Series X look like and why it's built the way it is. We won't have that for the PlayStation 5 presumably ever. Unless somebody tears it down, so we'll have to wait and see what the cooling solution is like beyond just seeing the patent pictures. But yeah, big boy. It's a big fucking console. So start, get your tape measures out, measure your shelf space, and uh, hopefully you've got 14 plus inches of, of horizontal space to lay that bad boy out. It's, it's, you know what's kind of shit about it, though, is that it doesn't look like you can sit anything on top of it. Like you know, like the 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 current consoles and the the, the Xbox One, the PlayStation 4... If you want to, you could sit something on top of them, like your set-top box or whatever the fuck. This thing doesn't look like it's particularly... Con- yeah. It's like the PS3. The shit was, like, fucking rounded. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to, like, be playing balancing acts, putting shit on top of it. So uh, so clear some space. You're going to have to get rid of some of your Blu-ray discs that are sitting around on your shelf. Uh, next up, uh, Goodbye Volcano High, which is the, uh, that cart, uh, that, like, anime cartoon, uh, furry game that we saw on the, uh, during the event. So as it turns out, the lead writer, uh, just so happens to be a person who famously posted while they were still working for, uh, I believe, Kotaku, which they don't now, uh, famously posted underage Harry Potter pornography. In an article on Kotaku several years ago, I think it was four or five maybe years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, as you might imagine, the game's target audience is largely not happy to discover this. And Yikes, dog. I, you know, that's going to be one, two, maybe even three yikes from me. What I want to know is, how did they get a job after posting child pornography anywhere yeah it's like it's it's like they got caught allowing this guy and now once people freaked out that's like, girl oh, yeah now it's- actually if i'm not mistaken uh but so a they girl. came out so they came out with a tweet about it the 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 writer 
and apologized and did their whole public spiel about the writing that they did like four or five years ago, where, to which people said, why didn't you apologize four or five, four or years, five ago years ago for posting child porn? Dumbasses, dude. Just so... Dumbass. Game looked like shit anyway, so... I it mean, didn't it look good in the first place, but, you know, for that community, like, the premise of the game and everything, you know, for that community, people were probably pretty excited to have something that was so specific to them. And then to have them discover that the lead writer had to be a person that went out and published child pornography on a, on a leading game website is not the news that you want to hear about the game that you finally got excited about because it was so specific to your community. So we'll see how that, that shit goes down. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to, how to process that beyond, uh, beyond to say yikes. Yikes, dog. Uh, next up, AT&T. This is actually pretty fucking massive news, which you're going to discover why in a second. AT&T is reportedly looking to sell, uh, sell off its Warner Bros. Interactive Entertainment Gaming Division. Uh, the, this would include studios like NetherRealm, Avalanche, and Rocksteady, uh, who, which, you know, you've done Batman games, the more popular Batman games of late, etc., etc. Uh, studios that are interested apparently include Take-Two, EA, and Activision Blizzard, which coincidentally are the three that would be able to afford this because it's estimated to be valued at somewhere in the $4 billion neighborhood. $4 billion. Four billion. The big I mean, ones. Don't even make no sense. It's a lot of money. To be honest with you, knowing what games that those companies have, four billion doesn't make any sense to me either. They do yeah. have some good titles in there, but I cannot fathom that package being worth four billion. There must be something else that I don't know about that's increasing the value uh, of that deal. But for are they billion. buying AT and T? Like what the fuck? Did what kind of games do these motherfuckers got? And how much do they value their IPs? Because the last thing, the last, I actually don't think I can name three IPs in any of those departments. Well, Rocksteady would be most well known recently for doing like the the Arkham Batman games, for example. Like I mean, okay, but that's four not four billion? billion dollars. Yeah, no. Is it even one billion? You know what I mean? Uh, billion I, with a B. I could, I could, I could, I could live with those studios going for a bill. I think that would make sense. Four billion dollars is what the UFC sold for. I don't think, I don't think there's that much value in those properties. But maybe so. there's something else involved there that I don't know. Uh, but apparently, so. okay, so here we go. Lane is hooking us up here. Batman, so the, the IPs they have their hands on. Batman, Harry Potter, Lego, Mortal Kombat, and Hitman. Okay, so Mortal Kombat and Batman are their biggest IPs in terms of selling games. I would say Lego is nothing to be shy about as well because the Lego Star Wars, the Lego, like every, all that, those actually sell a lot of copies. I still I don't suppose. know about $4 billion. I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess but Lego. Maybe. Really, I guess Lego isn't my thing. No, Lego, yeah. Well, Lego, Lego so games I, actually sell like crazy, like most Lego shit. But still, $4 billion right. seems a bit. All right, now now that we hear those names, uh, 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 okay, I go, okay, they've got some value. I give four it billion? two billion. Yeah, four billion. Hell no. I'm gonna give hell, it. 
<laughs> Give it to Hell two. Hell no, bro. They don't have Minecraft for Christ's sake. <laughs> like, what did Minecraft sell for? It was like a billion dollars or some shit. I can't remember what that sold for originally. Now uh, like, it was a no, lot. It was like two it, billion. Was it two billion? I don't I'm remember. I'm gonna look now. that up. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, how much did that originally sell for? I can't remember. It was only a few years ago. I can't remember. Best I can do is five dollars. Two point five billion. There you go. Two point five, and that wasn't all cash. That was like st- I think there was like stock, stock. options, but there yeah, was a yeah, lot of Microsoft cash involved stock. there. I think it was like nine hundred yeah. million in in cash, or some crazy number. Yeah, two um, point five, two point five billion. What that sounds like a lot to me, though, in that four billion uh, evaluation, is less about actual sales and more about uh, potential in the licenses that they hold. So there's a lot of potential in Lego. There's a lot of potential in Batman. There's a lot of potential in Harry Potter. There's a lot of potential. But like, if you look at the game sales, how do you recoup that money, dude? Four billion dollars. You spend four billion dollars. How do you recruit recoup four billion dollars? And not only that, you might have licensing to these to these, but you, you know, still what have is to make this? games that sell. You still do have to do that. And how long does these licenses last? Well, if you know, J.K. Th- Rowling has anything to do about it, she's going to make sure Harry Potter's worth nothing if she doesn't shut up on Twitter. It's, well, that, there's that. Uh, <laughs> like, how like how long does Batman allow you and Lego allow you to keep going? Like, I don't know how long their licensing deal is for. If it's for 10 years and they're already five, six, seven years in, you got yeah. three years, you know, who knows? Are they going to re-sign with you? Are they going to go elsewhere? Are they going to do their own thing? You got to recoup $4 billion, dude. This isn't a small amount of money. No. Well, and, well, I mean, you saw what it did to the UFC. It resulted in nothing but interim titles and super fights over and over and over and over and over again as they desperately try and claw themselves back into the green for buying the company for $4 billion. So, yeah, that's um, it's a lot of money. Speaking of a lot of money, Jeff. Bro, you know what I just realized? What? Minecraft sold for $2.5 billion. It did, but we we talked about the other day, Minecraft made Microsoft so much money. Like, you look at it now, and Notch got fucking ripped off. <laughs> the game is so big. I mean, at this point, when you, it's that much money. You, it, I guess it's like I don't whatever. know if he got you know, ripped you, off. He made, okay, he made so off. much money. Yeah, I guess. Okay, ripped off is probably not the best word yeah. to use. But he could have got more. I mean, the game, the IP is so... He literally had Lego for video games. But I if mean, somebody comes to you and offers you 2.5 bill in cash and options to take off, to take the weight of taking Minecraft off your shoulders and the community that's just incessant fucking crazies, which they are, yeah. off your shoulders so that you don't have to worry about it anymore and it's now Microsoft's problem, fucking sign me Right the fuck up. I, too, will have a candy store dispenser wall in the middle of my house for shits and giggles for 2.5 bill. Easy. I mean, it, like, him, it, it, it assumes, too, that he keeping Minecraft would have kept the trajectory that it had, but you have to take into consideration that Microsoft picking it up and, and, and pushing it as hard as they did across all of their platforms and all of the connections that Microsoft has... Added a lot of value to Minecraft. I don't know if he, I don't know if he got ripped off, but even even then, I mean that motherfucker made so much money, dude. So on a JavaScript game, yeah. Um, let me fix this here. 
So he um he tweets out. So he sells his business. And and he it's like it's like there is regret. Uh because he goes, he, he these are a few tweets that, that he posted after a little bit after he sold his, his company. Um, he goes, uh, the problem with getting everything is you run out of reasons to keep trying and human interaction becomes impossible due to imbalance. When we sold the company, the biggest effort went into making sure the employees get taken care of and they all hate me now. Found a great girl, but she's afraid of me and my lifestyle and went with a normal person instead. I musk and try it to save. Uh, I would musk as an Elon Musk and try and save the world. But that just exposes me the same type of assholes that made me sell Minecraft again. And he just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. The dude, I, 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 I can't believe that this guy made this game and it's a small game. Like it became a big game, but I, I mean, there's nothing to this game, bro. I mean, this game is like it reminds me of a beta of like an alpha game that you would that you would play it, it on runs, Steam. It runs itself is the thing, right? It's a creative yeah. game. So you it's only have to give you just give the tools and That's then the it. game drives itself. And and you know that <laughs> dude, Minecraft, he sold that for 2.5. I guarantee you they made all that money back and some within Two three years of owning that property. Oh, easily. The amount of money that this game is generating, even now, oh. this Minecraft dungeon shit and just the Minecraft game, it's out of this world. Dude, merchandise made them back two point five billion dollars. Straight at this up. Point. Yeah, straight up. So, so, but when you look at that acquisition, you go, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. You look at this one at four billion, you go. Is there something that I'm that I'm not aware of? Because that's a whole fuck ton of money, and you ain't making that back in two, three, four years. I don't give a fuck. There's not many game uh, game companies that make a billion dollars a profit a year, or even half a billion. That's a lot of money, unless you're Blizzard. Yeah, no, it's, I guess it's it sounds steep to me. Now, I like. I again, we that that's a very high level uh, yeah. look at I mean, what I comes with the deal. Yeah. I don't but, know. But at the yeah. same time, See, sounds crazy. Looking at similar deals that have happened in in the past, it does seem to be a bit overvalued. But uh, when you have the names in there, I think that carries it the longest way. It doesn't matter if they're selling or not. When you put Batman and Lego and fucking Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat and stuff like that, it just it all just sounds. It just sounds valuable, right? So, uh, what I want to know is why they're selling it for that. Like, where? What? Why did? Why does AT and T suddenly want that money? If it's if it's worth four billion dollars, why are they selling it? Yeah, if it's generating so much fucking money, hold on. Then to why it. are they? Yeah, then why are they? Why would they get rid of it? So, I, maybe they see that um, that the future value for them is going down, and now this is at its peak, and so they're trying to sell the asset at its peak. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they have to be putting it into something. So I guess the next move, if it does sell is watch what AT&T does with all that money. <laughs> cause I would love to know. Cause I mean, the investors going to want to know too. It's like, that's great. That you're selling off, but how are we going to make money off of that now? What are you going to, yeah. what are you going to do? So, uh, speaking of a lot of money, Jeff star citizen, as we talked about, uh, last week, I believe as well, was, uh, that they made 
what was it, 15 billion in a month? Or 15 billion? 15 million? Might as well have been 15 billion. Might as well. 15 million in a month. They uh, they successfully, after the podcast, they successfully crossed the total $300 million in funding. Pretty good. Real good. They're doing well for themselves, to doing say the least. Well. They're doing real well. They're doing real well. Uh, Vice President of Naughty Dog seems a bit insecure as he uh, gets defensive over people calling a review of the game uh, out for its awkward analogy that they used. I'll get to that in a second. And uh, as I have it here, apparently getting mostly 10 out of 10s is not enough for this guy. Uh, this game is not even released yet, and if it is, it's just come out now. I don't know. It's either coming out this week. Tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? I it was tomorrow. So the game, the game ain't even out yet, and in true game isn't out yet fashion, every publication that's putting out a review is sucking the penis raw. Uh, on a game that hasn't even come out, and it doesn't shock me because it's a Naughty Dog game, and and it it doesn't blow me uh, uh you know blow me away that that would be happening. So Neil Druckmann uh, singled out a, a tweet here that he that he laughably only really pointed out after Jason Schreier got on and and tweeted about it as well because he hates Jason for uh, Jason's constant friggin' exposés on uh, on Naughty Dog and other and other people in the industry. Uh, basically, Jason's just been tearing them to pieces over their uh, over their uh, uh, their work environment, like many of the top, like we talked about here, you know, overworking people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So anyway, uh, the original quote, roughly that that started this whole thing was uh, the review was the re- the review tag was this: in a medium where everything is John Wick, The Last of Us Part Two is Schindler's List. And just like that film, there were times when I wasn't sure I could keep going. That was the tagline that the review was based on, which a lot of uh, a lot of people felt uh, was super tacky and an incredible stretch. Uh, because as good as The Last of Us is, it it's not it's not fucking groundbreaking, or anything. It's not. It's really not. It's it's. It's not even Naughty Dog's best work, but it gets, it's like, it's the, it's Naughty Dog's darling. It's got a rabid fan base, but this person put out and compared The Last of Us Part Two's importance in the video game industry to that of Schindler's List in film, which is fucking wild. Anyway, people were tweeting about that and saying, and, and, and making jokes about it. Like list. What? What's wrong with Schindler's List? Nothing. What I'm saying, okay. is, what people were saying, is it was it was asinine and a, and and a, and and more than a little stretch to be comparing the importance of The Last of Us Two to the video game industry. Oh, to Schindler's to that list. of Schindler's fucking list. I was in, gonna say, I thought, yeah, I thought they were saying like Schindler's list was bad. I was no, like, oh, Schindler's list. No, they're <laughs> saying they're overvaluing the fuck out of The Last of Us Two. Uh, you know, for what it's doing, which is basically a like a, a, a according to a lot of people is basically just. Re, re, uh, uh, been reduced to gore porn, which we saw in that uh, game pr- gameplay trailer. To be honest, yeah, is that it just looked like you know brutal, brutal, brutal. Look at us; we can kill off main characters. Please applaud us. Is basically what that that gameplay trailer looked like. Uh, so people had like responses to that like truly, Ikaruga, which is a shoot 'em up, is the is the Ellie Wiesel's night of shmups. Wii Sports Resort is the Sophie's Choice of sports games. 
<laughs> and it goes on and on. And then Jason came out and said, see, Bio- see, Bioshock's audio logs are a lot like the diary of Anne Frank. <laughs> so those were the jokes going around. They're just trolling. It's just, it's just a fuck because it was a bit of a, of a crazy analogy for them to compare this with fucking Schindler's List. It's a bit silly. Anyway, Druckmann sees that. Could have just ignored it because the game's getting its 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 friggin' dick sucked like crazy in every review uh, that comes out. But instead, he comes out and he says, "With all due respect, I find these kinds of ironic jokes to be unproductive at best." We can do better with critical discourse, especially by those of us with thousands of followers and especially about sensitive subject matter. To which people were wondering, what what, does it su- even mean? what, what was sensitive about any of that subject matter? Are they, uh, what does that even mean? Is he talking about like the, the topic of Schindler's List? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, yo, that's some, that's, that's some real shit, man. You probably shouldn't say that because, you know. Oh fuck! Hurt somebody's feelings. I don't know, man. Uh, the guy needs to get off Twitter for a little bit and just enjoy his success, and just uh, you know, go get a thousand dollar bottle of champagne and go fuck a couple hookers or whatever, and you know, and and just enjoy. You know, everybody's sucking your game off, even though it got leaked to fuck. People are still gonna buy it to shit, and people are gonna enjoy it, myself included. So. Stop worrying about every single little post on the internet. Grow some balls, and uh, you know, go do something. That would be my. That'd be my thing. I just it it's uh it was just so f- it just funny to me that obviously Jason uh, Schreier has gotten under the skin of a lot of oh, the heads of developers time. because he has exposed a lot of their bullshit. Yeah, and and so. Like, and Jason responded, he said, Hey, Neil, this is weirdly personal. Still not sure why you feel the need to go after me multiple times for expressing that I felt an analogy was tacky. I sure hope it's not related to my recent reporting on your studio. Be well and best of luck on the launch. Dude's got, dude's got, dude's got a tampon in his, in his vagina and he's upset and he's just lashing out. He's, he's very upset. I don't don't know what about. Yeah, just relax, bro. Like, like, Metacritic is at 9.5 out of 10 average, and the game hasn't launched yet. Yeah, relax, bro. Just breathe. The game, the game will be fine, all right? It's going to be just fine. We're all Naughty Dog fans here, all right? We like your games, all right? Chill out. Just relax, out. bro. Because you keep coming out and doing this dumb shit, you're going to hurt your own sales. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Come on. You just have to hold the W. That's, That's it. all you have to do. That's it's not it. complicated. It we're yeah. not even asking you to juggle W's. We're just asking you to hold them. That's it. Uh, feeling a bit of shadiness on those review scores? Uh, okay, well, yeah. Here's here's my take on not not just The Last of Us 2, but review scores in general for this kind of, this this um the magnitude of this release, you know, Last of Us 2 is a major release. Probably, it's one of the biggest, it will be the, it will be the top three releases of the year, right? Uh, it's, it's from the top, one of the top three studios in gaming. Everything that they release is going to be, um, you know, is going to be looked at by everyone in the industry, both gamers and, and the, uh, the, you know, uh, the press. I fucking hate that people can review a game before it's released to the public. Because here's the deal. It's often bullshit. It's often fluffed up nonsense. 
you almost True. always have to wait. And movies probably get this too, because what happens with movies in the past we've heard about reviewers, they get sent out to a location. Their hotel's paid for. They're given a nice dinner. They get a reach around from three or four different people. They get to choose who they get to reach around from simultaneously. They get to go into this perfect theater with all this nice little alcohol, expensive fucking champagnes and shit. Best possible experience. And then they go, okay, go review our game. And they don't pay you. They don't, they don't pay you, but they make you feel obliged to give it a better review because of what they did for you. They're, they're trying to influence influence you and it works. People do that shit. Of course. And so they do it it with movies too. It's the same thing. Come to our premiere. We'll take you to a nice dinner. We got a nice little gift basket here for you. You're such a great, awesome person. Oh, by the way, can't wait to see your review. Exactly. Do you want to get, do you want to get invited again? Do you want that same level of access? Do you want to go hang out with all the cool kids and network and further your career? Better give a good review. That's what it is. And the same the same thing happened uh, when the similar things happen in the game industry when it's a uh, a publisher or a developer buying up ad space on a game we- you know, publication website, uh, which is what happened with Jeff Gerstmann in like 2006 or whatever when he reviewed the game that was buying ad space on GameSpot. Jeff was the fucking editor in chief of the entire website. And the new management was there, had never experienced that part of the of the industry before, fired Jeff Gerstmann that same fucking day, and now we have giantbomb.com because yep. of it. Yep. Games industry, the reason the reason why I always tell people when they see game reviews like this that the game isn't even out, don't don't even pay any attention to any of it. Because even if some of them are are legitimate reviews. The fact that they're getting the review ahead of time and they're getting paid by a publication that has an an intimate relationship with the publishers and developers of these games tells you that there is always going to be some level of bias implemented to it in that review. Waiting for somebody who comes out and buys the game themselves, not giving the game a review copy ahead of time uh, or anything like that, but buys the game themselves and plays it after the game has launched... That's the review that you want to maybe pay attention to because the odds of that being as biased are way lower. The fact that this game is basically getting 10 out of 10, which if you think about it, how many games really deserve a 10 out of 10? And before it's launched, we over a week before the game comes out, this isn't like three days before the game comes out, these reviews were dropping so early, I thought the game was already fucking on the shelves. I didn't even know the game wasn't coming out until, like, tomorrow. It's, uh... It's not my favorite practice. It never has been. And it's the it's just how the game industry works with, with journalism. Uh, you know, it's it's everyone's rushing to get the review up first to get the clicks. Of course. And so you'll also run into instances where... Uh, my favorite is when they get a review copy. It's, like, 72 hours before uh, before the game releases, right? They get a review copy three days before the game comes out. Review embargo is the day the game comes out. Yep. So you can't release the review until the, until the, day, uh, the day, uh, day the game comes out. You get the game three days before. It's like a 70-hour-long fucking adventure game or some shit. Game reviewer physically cannot beat the game and review it 
in the time that they're given. And so you get reviews that are written by people that have only played a quarter, a half, three quarters of the fucking game, and then just made the rest of the shit up as they went along. And then they slap a fucking review score on it that's like a 7 out of 10 so that they it's not good, not bad, or an 8 out of 10, not good, not bad, and, and throw it out the door. So, The Last of Us 2 is unlikely to be a bad game. Do I think it's a 10 out of 10? There is an almost zero fucking percent chance that this game is a 10 out of 10, and it's an even less percent chance that the hordes of 10 out of 10 reviews that the game currently has are particularly fucking accurate. And I would wait if you have YouTubers that do reviews or 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 whatever the fuck. There's even ex-journalists that used to work for some of these websites that now just do reviews on their own. Wait for them to do that shit. Because you're going to get a much more honest look at the game than what you're seeing on uh, review websites. Next up. Official trailer, Jeff, for the Star Wars Squadrons game got released. I don't know if you saw it, but I it did. was Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, and it was pretty much it's pretty much what we guessed it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Based on the Maverick name, as it turns out, it is totally uh, an X-Wing versus TIE Fighter type shit. And it's a multiplayer focus game because it's EA. So there you go. Uh, it is going to apparently have some campaign. We don't know to what extent that campaign is going to be, but it's a focused five-on-five game. VR is going to be available for PlayStation and PC players, and it's going to be uh, cross-platform play as well, which is nice to see. And EA is saying there's not going to be microtransactions, but I'll believe it when I see it, because you you got Ubisoft trying to change definitions of what things are. Why not change the definition of a microtransaction? Uh, and the release date, October 2nd of this year. There we go. There you go. Uh, I don't know, um, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm not surprised that it's multiplayer focused because that's just EA and they can't seem to step the fuck away from multiplayer. Uh, that's like their, their MO. But I was kind of hoping, like we said, when, when we were talking about it or at, guessing what this game would be in terms of it being a fighter pilot game, that we would get more of a single player focused experience because that hasn't been done in fucking forever. And it would be a refreshing thing to have instead of just the same multiplayer drivel. And now I'm concerned about it a bit because if it's multiplayer focused and, and five on five, I'm thinking they're going to try and turn it into some sort of like abilities based you know, each pilot has, like, their own fucking skill, jump on that bandwagon, and then just be, like, dogfighting version. Yeah. It doesn't interest me at all, but... Yeah. All it right. interests me less now that I know it's that it's multiplayer first. It's something different, I guess, which I guess is never a bad thing, but it's the same. Yay. Yay. Um, oh, no, don't, don't hold your breath for a, uh, WarCouncilGaming.com review of The Last of Us 2, because I will not be reviewing The Last of Us 2. There's no need to do it. Um, it will be covered so much by so many people, and I have no interest in the game at all. Uh, I suspect that the reality of that game is that it's somewhere around a, uh, 7 out of 10, uh, where it's carried mostly by its visuals and audio, and the the good graces of the game that came before it, and it's probably devolved into some sort of 
weird social commentary gore porn thing that Naughty Dog is becoming more and more known for. And it will not be a bad game, but it's not going to be as good as the first one was. And so on my site, three to five. There you go. WarCouncilGaming.com review. Hot and fresh. Haven't even touched the game. Just like most of the people reviewing it before it got released. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 got delayed again. Shocking. But it's coming out now in November. Is it? Yes. Well. Really? <laughs> really? Maybe. Is it really? Allegedly. Allegedly, November is the new release date. Uh, and they said they needed to continue to polish it, but most importantly, they said it was riddled with bugs still, and they weren't happy with it, and they didn't want to release it with as many bugs as they had, so they pushed it back even further. I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised. Many games are going to get, are, are going to get delayed. People are still working from home, largely. That's going to fuck with development. And so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not surprised. It wouldn't even shock me if this thing got delayed into spring of 2021. If I'm going to be real. So I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. Um, Like, are they going to release this game at the same time new consoles are coming out? That's also a possibility. They could just be, could be holding off on it to make it a release on the new consoles to try and boost sales a bit more. Yeah. Um, Or they could be, that could be an added benefit of releasing in November. Uh, I, I'm still surprised they didn't just do that in the first place. Yeah, and why they even announced a date earlier in the, uh, to begin with? This game belonged to be on next gen consoles. This game honestly, shouldn't yeah, have honestly, even been built for the current no. gen. I I think I think <clears throat> they had no. I didn't think that I at this point, and I I don't even know what we said before, but I don't think they ever tended to release this game in October, or September, or whenever it was September, right? Originally. Mm. Uh, this September was when they were supposed to was supposed to come out. I think I've I've lost track of their delays at this point. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't think they I don't think they ever planned to. I think they they made it that because the last delay they didn't want to make it even seem even longer, and they knew like it's riddled with too many bugs. So what you need another six months or whatever is you know what I mean like. I I think this is all planned, dude. I don't think it's like, oh, it's got too many bugs. I guess we'll just a couple more months or whatever. I think this is just the way it's supposed to I'm be. I'm doing it like the Rona where it's like, it's another two weeks. It's another yeah. two weeks. It's another two weeks. Like, what would you rather do? Would you rather say, hey, guys, we want to make this the best? It's, they did this every time. We want to make this the best game. You know, one, you know, yeah. Well, that's the general, that's like the general's like yeah, a comment like, they make, right? Yeah. We're working real hard, and then it's like, oh well, you know, we're still working really hard. It's full of bugs. Uh, I I don't think they had any intentions of releasing this uh, until new consoles come out because that's what's what what is it? What is everybody going to want to play? You know what I mean? Release this game with the consoles. I uh, listen. If I'm buying the PS5, yeah, and Cyberpunk is coming out, guess who's buying Cyberpunk? I am. So the awkward part is that they have that that custom Xbox uh, One X um, version, Cyberpunk version, that comes with the game and everything else. Yeah. So that getting pushed back even further now, it's like, all right, well, now I'm sitting on an Xbox One X with this game, and now the Series X is out. Yikes. Yeah. 
So we'll see. But it honestly wouldn't surprise me if this thing comes out next year. Well, we have a lot more time to wait this time before we find that out. And they've got a good excuse. The whole fucking world's exploding. You know, they've actually got an out. Everything's getting delayed. Yeah. Cyberpunk is going to be no different. So. Uh, Pokemon Snap, Jeff. Pokemon Snap. We talked a long time ago how it was an absolute travesty that the Wii U with its fucking pad did not have a Pokemon Snap game and that it mm. didn't make any sense that they didn't do it. Uh, now that they have the Switch, it was the same thing. Is when the fuck are we getting Pokemon Snap? Well, it's here. They've announced it. They are working on Pokemon Snap. Uh, it's called, in true Nintendo fashion, where naming conventions just are always so creative, they're calling it New Pokemon Snap. Yay. <laughs> Which is like New Super Mario Brothers. Just put new in front of it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it looks like more Pokemon Snap. They got a little trailer on Twitter you can check out. Probably on YouTube as well at this point, I would imagine. And uh, yeah, it looks like Pokemon Snap. Uh, but with a whole bunch of Pokemon. But with lots more Pokemon and, you know, slightly better visuals. And I say slightly because it is a Switch. It's not like it's going to fucking blow your socks off. Uh, but that's not what people are interested in. They just want another Pokemon Snap. And it's probably going to sell a lot, a lot, a lot of copies. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. They're going to make a fortune off of that game. What I want to know, though, is will they have it so that when you're playing it in handheld mode, if you're, like, doing this, which <clears> is, you know, what you could have done with the Wii U, because you had the pad in front of you, which was separate from the TV, and you could have, like, done with the, you know, as, like, a camera viewfinder, you can't really do that as much with the with the Switch, because it's not separate from the TV, uh, like the Wii U's was, so, uh, yeah. Either way, it's here. People are very happy about it. It's going to sell a lot of copies. Uh, next up, what will also probably sell a lot of copies, and nobody will understand why, much like nobody understands the storyline, Kingdom Hearts rhythm game Melody of Memory was announced and is set to release this year on the PlayStation 4, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, it's a rhythm game. Yay. In Kingdom Hearts. Yay. It's what everyone wanted. So, buckle what up. what I was looking for. Buckle up. And lastly, in uh, tech news, just shoehorning this in here at the end, uh, AMD, as the AMD announced their updated processors for its current line, so just slapping, like, I think XT or whatever the fuck, I don't know what the fuck they did. There's, they're pulling an Intel right now uh, and releasing a half-step um, just, you know, not long after releasing the, the current uh, round of processors that we have. So the one that you have, Jeff, and the one I have in my streaming PC, so it would be a... 3700 XT or 3900 XT or whatever the fuck. And it like boosts the clock speeds by like 100 to 200 megahertz. Um, when that, when that was announced, people were thinking, well, shit, you, you guys have, why are you doing this? You have the 4000 series desktop processors that were supposed to be coming out this year. Yeah. We're moving into the second half of the year. Why would you even put these products on the shelves? And uh, so they assumed then that the 4000 series desktop processors would get pushed into 2021 instead of instead of releasing it this year, like they said they were, um, which is a fair uh, a fair assessment. 
uh, to that happening, but AMD came out and said that no, they are in fact still releasing the 4000 series processors this year. I don't know. That's a very odd thing to do. That's a lot of SKUs that don't need to be together. You've got the current gen stuff that works more than fine, putting out a half step within like three months of releasing your far superior next versions of these processors to come out. I don't know if they've just got like some leftover higher bin chips laying around in a warehouse and they're trying to just fucking sell stock or what before the 4,000 comes around. But it's very odd to be flooding no flooding the market with that shit. But uh, there you go. So if you were waiting to build a new PC and you were waiting for the 4,000 stuff, it is apparently, according to AMD, still coming out in 2020. Now that could come out December 27th of 2020. We don't fucking know. They could still technically be right. But uh, that's uh, that is still on target. And with that, Mr. Black, I want to know something funny about building PCs. Oh shit! All right, hit me up. I'm just gonna keep it a hundred. It's a hot All take. Right. All right, keep it a hundred. What do you got? Over and over and over and over again, I always hear people say, "You should wait. You should wait. Mm. You should wait because this is coming. Mm-hmm. You should wait because this is coming." Well, you should wait because this is coming at this. The reality is, you want to build a computer, go fucking build one. Stop waiting for shit because it doesn't fucking matter. Go build a computer because it is essentially no different than someone going and saying, I want an iPhone. I want this. Well, you should wait because the next one... There's something always coming out. So just go fucking build your computer and stop fucking around. That's my hot take. It's not wrong. Because they do this shit all the time. This shit, it never ends. Oh, you can get an extra 3.5% or you get 8 more percent. Who gives a fuck? You're already building a new computer. You're already shitting all over what you need to shit on. it's, It's this endless, they've literally have marketed this in a way where computer enthusiasts and i've seen this like even when i just built this computer oh you should have waited for this you know i i I bought the 2080 ti uh oh you should have waited for this the the 3000 series coming he's coming around you should have waited oh who cares if i buy the 3000 i buy a 2080 ti i'm seeing no difference from any of my shit it's all the same it's the same with these cpus and fucking gpus and all of it, it's all the same. Stop fucking chasing ridiculous numbers and waiting and waiting and waiting. Go build your shit and go have fun with your stuff. That's my hot take. Fuck all this shit. It's a hundred because this shit. It's a hundred. It's a hundred percent accurate. But there are caveats to that. Oh th- yeah. Okay. But the but in general, of it, yes. In general, yes. Your, yeah. Go in build your fucking yes. PC, dude. The, I the, mean, it, the problem, the only problems that you run into, well, for you, it doesn't make any sense why anyone would tell you because you lost a fucking GPU that you need to do your streaming. You don't get to wait for fucking nine months for the 3000 series yeah, but to, why, but, to show but up. But even still, even if I'm a normal, say, say this isn't my job yeah. and I game yeah, and my, my thing dies and there's a new GPU series coming out in nine months. Why in the fuck would I wait? Just go buy. Well, no, like if you're so the only so the only reasons there's the only time that the waiting applies is based on the performance that you have now, the performance that you're looking to have 
with your money spend and the time that's in between. Waiting does not apply to everyone. If you're sitting on a processor that's 10 years the fuck old and a GPU that's 7 years old and you're looking to upgrade just and you and you're not and more importantly you're you're not able to play the games you want to play right now that you're really looking forward to and you, and that game is out now. It's not out 9 months from now. That game is here and you want to play it with your friends. Don't wait, just build a fucking PC because you're right, it's not going to make a massive fucking difference. If you are somebody who is um like let's say right now a really a really common place for people to be in is to have like let's say a a 4 series Intel processor or a 7 series Intel processor and they've got a 10 series graphics card. Uh and not like a 1080 Ti, but let's call it like a Let's say it's like a, a 1070 or a 1060, right? You could still use that graphics card and get good performance out of it from almost any game right now within reason. And and that would be a time where, yes, waiting makes sense. Because stepping into a 20 series card now uh, to get your extra performance versus waiting the few months to get a 30 series, which is... And this is the other important piece of the puzzle... It's not a small bump, it's a big bump. So hardware has cadences, right? Like in terms of like when a big uptick in performance happens and when it's just like a fucking tiny bump that's like a refresh of like a current fucking chip. The 4 series Intel or the 4 series AMD processors for example is a big is one of those big upticks. Where if you can wait, it's not the worst idea to wait and see what happens there? I still, I still, I, and that's I again, and that's I again, I think it's all bullshit. It's not bullshit personally. if it's thirty percent performance. That's a for the same amount of money to not if you if you are not in a situation where you can't play your games right now. Yeah, and you're looking to, and you're somebody who can only afford to build a PC once every ten years. Thirty percent performance in a span yeah. of nine months is the difference between that PC lasting you two extra years before your next cycle and not lasting you that time. Well, so, yes, but the people that are, what I'm trying to say, Adam, that is yes. very hyper-specific. Well, it's the not people that specific. That are, it is, because the people that want to build a new computer need to upgrade their computer. You just don't wake up one morning and go, you know what? I feel like just building a new computer. You just described just a shitload of people. <laughs> well, you're just gonna wake up one morning. You don't need any upgrades at all. You just, I'm just gonna build a new computer just for the sake of building a new computer. Somebody gets that, to a point where they yeah, can't hit 60 be, FPS while because, maintaining like certain settings that they want. Because, they go, I'm gonna build a new computer. Because if that's the case, if that's the case, then yeah, you may as well wait because you don't need a computer. What I'm saying is, when you need a computer, and well, you, if you need so, one right now and it won't even turn on, one. then yes, yeah, build, a build one. Nobody's going to sit around for nine fucking months with no computer just to wait. Like, but it's every, not even usable. Yeah, but everybody says that shit. Everybody. It doesn't matter if you're if you're ready or you're not. As soon as you buy something, someone's got something to fucking say about it. They're like, dude, why didn't you wait? It's like, bro, it's a constant waiting game. Always. You, they could, you could buy it on day one. And fucking AMD will come out next week and say, guess what, guys? We're about to shit on Intel in six months. You should wait, and then you're waiting, and then you buy the chip, and then Intel goes, guys, a week before it comes out, guys, guess what? In nine months, we're coming out with one that has 20% more power. Hey, 
NVIDIA comes out. Guys, guess what? Something. It's a never-ending fuck show. Go build your computer. Go enjoy it. Re- stop worrying about crunching all these fucking numbers all the time. There's a time and place for it. If you need a new computer, go fucking buy one. whoop de doo if a new fucking card comes out in three or six months. Who gives a fuck? That's my hot take. I digress. Sell out for us, Jeff. What do we got? Patreon.com slash lag TV. Go over there and throw money at the screen. So that way, when I need to go buy a 2080 Ti on the fly, I can do it. Patreon.com slash lag TV. You could, hey, it's a dollar. You want to throw a dollar at the screen? You throw a dollar. You want to throw five? You want to throw five? You want to throw 10? Throw 10. I don't care. Throw something. And if it's not money, throw us a like button. Throw us a review. Throw us a little comment for the algorithmic purposes. Hey, if you want to go the extra mile, go and check out Elgato. They got a new they got a new microphone system coming out, which I'll have very soon and we'll be able to talk about. Mm. Um what else they have? They have capture cards. Can't forget about that. New consoles are coming out, guys. You want to record your footage? Pick up an Elgato capture card, 4K60 HDR. Go get it. Hey, you need some lighting for your stream, your little TikTok. Maybe you just maybe you're a photographer. Hey, Key Light's got you covered. Elgato Key Light, you got to check it out. Also, we can't forget about the beast, the behemoth. And in my opinion, the thing that put Elgato on the map map. Yeah, it might have been their capture cards a while back. They were known as a capture card company, at least from my point of view. But when they came up with the stream deck, that's when they branded themselves. Changed the game. They changed the game. In my opinion, they became unique. Because before, they were just another capture card company. Now, now they've got the Stream Deck, which is just as good of a quality life improvement as a dual or a triple monitor. It's really that good. And they have managed to make it so that pretty much all of their products all sync in with the Stream Deck, including their new microphone that they have coming out, uh, which we'll be talking about which is going to shit all over uh, Go XLR's ridiculously expensive, cheap-ass products that they have. And I'm just going ahead and say it. I'm just going to say it. I'm not here. To, I'm not, hey, I'm, hey, I'm just saying it. I mean, I don't, dis- I'm, not, I'm not disagree with you. I don't, I've never been a fan of the Go XLR, but. I'm just going to say it. I got some, I got some insider information. Oh, some insider information. Some insider information. Anyway, my products are coming, so I can't wait to check them out. Fire. Elgato. Link is in the description. Go check them out. And what else we have? NordVPN. NordVPN. How could I? See, you know what it is? I usually start with NordVPN, but now today we start with Elgato because their new microphone I, I just had on, on my brain. Um, NordVPN. Promo code OTT. You know what that gets you? 70% off a three-year term. Mm. You can stay safe and anonymous. You can use up to six simultaneous devices. As in, you want to be upstairs? Heck, you want to be in another province or state, Mm. and you want to log in, and then family at home is logged in, and y'all are on six simultaneous devices? 
doesn't matter where you're at. You're traveling. You want to stay safe on the internet. You don't want to be underneath that public Wi-Fi where you could be targeted. NordVPN gets you covered. It's available on your smart app. It's available on your smart TV, on your Chrome extension, on your desktop. You name it. It's one click and your IP gets masked to a different region so that you can watch blocked content anywhere, anytime. Yes, it even bypass the Great China Firewall. The mm. big the big wall where it says you shall not pass. NordVPN says, yes, you shall. By one click of a button. 30-day money-back guarantee. Means you don't like it? Get your money back. Within 30 days. No questions asked. Get your money back. Not only that, you support us. Support the podcast. And you get a cool little service that'll last you up to three years. You don't have to worry about it again. You get 70% off. It's a no-brainer. Link is in the description below. Or if you're listening to this on the feeds, www.nordvpn.com slash O-T-T. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. I think you nailed it. And so now it's time. Movies and TV. As this this list this 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 list keeps getting shorter and shorter because there's just nothing happening in the industry. However, WWE talent test positive for COVID nineteen. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! Imagine that you get a bunch of dudes uh, and girls in a ring, uh, literally manhandling each other and just dripping in sweat and and screaming at each other and shit. As it turns out, that's a pretty good way to spread COVID nineteen. Uh, I doubt they're going to change anything. But we'll wait and find out. Uh, five years ago, Jeff, roughly, scientists said that they could recreate living dinosaurs within those five years. Mm. This was spearheaded by the guy who Jurassic Park's Dark, uh, Dr. Alan Grant was based on. It's been five years, Jeff. We're not seeing any dinosaurs. Just disappointing. No, no dinosaurs. And the last thing I'm gonna, I, I gotta, I gotta keep real. The last thing that 2020 needs right now is genetically grown dinosaurs running around, running around. Actually, you know what? Maybe that's exactly what 2020 needs. <laughs> Fuck it. Get him out there. Let's see what happens. Uh, and then next up, Oscars delayed. As and I said, as then are the hopes of Sonic winning every award. Rip. Everything's being delayed and canceled. Bro, that's all I got for movies and TV. Ain't nothing. Uh, well, Tenet got delayed um, to the end of July. Can we talk about why the fuck he is so adamant on that being in theaters? Because he wants to be the one that brings people back to the movies. He He wants wants to to have the weight on his conscience of probably killing several people. Well, it's not his conscience. I mean, that's a very, you know... Why wouldn't it be? He's so adamant about being in theaters and pushing it to get into the theaters because he wants people in theaters to watch his movie during a time where people being in theaters is a terrible life choice. Why? why well, what, who I, else's I, conscience is it on other than the person that that signs off on it and fucking... Well, I mean, you could say that literally about any business or anything like that. I think that's a very, uh, very sadistic and a, a very... Well, it's applicable. 
Well, it's very, it's an ex- that's a very extreme point because of view. Because who else is so, in movies so, are trying so, to do it? So, Adam, he's so the what only you're one. saying, so what, no, he's not the only one. Who, who else is trying there's to push many, movies to there's, theaters? There's many movies coming out. Gerard Butler's got a movie coming out. Uh, Wonder Woman's going to be coming out. There's all kinds of movies coming they out. They push their it's shit no deep into Dude, the fall. It's, it's no different. It's no different than any restaurants that are opening up, any malls that are opening up, stores that are opening up. The, the theater chain is going to have people socially distant. They're only going to be having a max of 25% up, uh, of occupancy capacity within, within their movie theaters. Everybody is going to be given an opportunity to sanitize. Their, their seats and everything are going to be sanitized. Uh, they're doing all the proper protocols. So to, to, to put the weight and say, hey, how does it feel to be somebody that's going to kill people is a little fucking extreme because you could go around and say that to anybody during any business or anything like that. It's no different than really anything that's open right now. So putting putting that on on a, an owner or somebody that goes, hey, we're going to open up and saying, oh, by the way, when somebody gets covid and dies, it's your fault, you moron. That's a little extreme. That's very extreme. That's my point of view. I guess. Uh, well, it's just truth. I mean, it's just very truthful. I mean, it's you know, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, like it's if there was it. any, if if only there was some other avenue in which to distribute uh, digital media during a time where this is a poor choice. Nobody has a gun to anybody's head saying go to the fucking movie theater, sit in a movie theater for two hours, and go and potentially get COVID. No. They people have a choice if they want to go to the theater. People and, are largely idiots. You give them an inch, they take a mile. That's the whole but point. It's, but it's not Christopher Nolan who makes these decisions, or or the the studio that makes the decision. It's the movie theaters, and not even the movie theaters. It's the states, the provinces, the countries that allow these theaters to open. So if they're allowing them to do business and keep the economy going and and get life back to normal and they're doing their protocols and they're following the guidelines that the that the you know who, the, ulti- the, who ultimately makes the decision as to whether or not it goes to theaters well the, obviously companies uh the the developer or the uh, publishers say hey you know disney whoever goes hey put our movie in theater they pick a date they go into theaters but ultimately they're not the ones that go hey you're going to kill people dude if anything it should be on the government's job to regulate and say, hey, this is when you can open. This is when you can't open. It's no. That's just I passing the buck because out of convenience. Well, I at the end of the day, dude, people's <laughs> people got to get back to normal. And what I'm saying is Christopher Nolan, they would like Tenet to be the movie that brings people together, that uh, that shoots up uh, the movie industry again and will be known for being the uh, the first movie not only that they're going to be a movie there's only going to be so many movies in the theaters so mm. sure it's at 25 percent, but they're going to have a lot more auditoriums showing their movie because there's only going to be a handful of movies they're they're bringing out inception in like uh two weeks before 10 days before uh tenant comes out like to a get people sort of yeah, they're re-release. It's a ten. It's a ten-year anniversary. They're bringing um, uh, 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 Inception. Inception's going in theaters mm. to get people sort of in the mood and and get people back into the swing of things. Uh, and then Tenant is coming out at the end of July. So that's what's that's what's going down. And you know, you know who will be watching Tenant? 
I will be. I will be watching. Well, Tenet. we're we're in a we're in a uh, a, a special place here because uh, Nova Scotia hasn't had any new cases in nine days, and there's like three or four active cases in the entire province at this point. Your risk your risk level, especially if they're following guidelines here, is almost zero. I mean, it is it is approaching zero. Going to a movie theater in almost eighty percent of America right now would be a bold, and I'm going to be honest with you, fucking retarded choice. And that's where most of that money, that money ain't going to be made in Halifax, Nova fucking Scotia. The money's going to be made in the U.S. largely. And that's where they're worried about getting their movies out. And the biggest places where they're going to be making the most money just so happen to be the hottest fucking zones for this disease right now. So yeah. I think it's fucking stupid, personally. Here, we have a long leash because there's four people on a fucking island in the boonies of fucking Canada. And we got lucky enough that our that our provincial government wasn't completely stupid about how it operated and opened things back up. They still didn't knock it out of the park, but they did it well enough that we're our, we are where we are. But we ain't fucking York. We're not California. We're not fucking Texas. We're not in these places that are literally swimming, eyeballs deep, where people think that we're on the downside of the first wave. Here we go. Where it's on the upper part of the first wave, and we haven't even hit the fall and winter yet, where these movies, where some of the movies you've mentioned are getting delayed until. Bro, if you think that fucking Wonder Woman's coming out in the fall, hell no! <laughs> no, 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 because the movie theaters ain't going to be open in the fall. And if they are, it will be some of the dumbest fucking I'll choices. I'll bet you money. I'll bet you $1,000. $1,000? Who do you I'll think I am? Elon Musk? Motherfucker, I'm sitting over here broke as shit. I'm not buying new properties. The fuck is wrong with you? $500. <laughs> rich motherfucker. I'll bet, you, I'll bet you $100 that that movie will not come out in theaters out of extremely, I will give you this extraordinarily limited cases where they will release it in theaters where they are not clustered hot zones for COVID. Every other place that's a fucking hot zone will be shut down in the fall because the fall is going to get a lot worse than it is right now. You know why? Because in the States, they are doing, in most places, almost dick. Literally nothing to stop this shit. And the riots are not making it any fucking better. Not that they shouldn't be rioting, they should be. It's just an unfortunate fact that COVID doesn't give a fuck the purpose as to why you're out screaming into each other's mouths in hordes and hordes of people. The, the fall is going to be a gong show, bro. It's already a gong show right now. Here, we're super fucking lucky. We're crazy lucky here. They could open up nearly every theater in the fucking province right now. We could all sing Kumbaya and piss into each other's fucking mouths from across the room like we're reenacting our Kelly scenes, and it wouldn't make a fucking difference. But down there? Jesus, you open up your window and you take a deep enough breath in some places, you're running into some fucking problems. So I don't think in the fall it's suddenly going to be so good that Wonder Woman is going to be worth fucking putting into four theaters, but maybe they will anyway. But that's just crazy, bro. And, I, and, and yes, you can absolutely go and see it. I don't, I'm not worried about you at all because of where we are. But fucking in the States? Jesus, have mercy. Even in Toronto. Fuck. 
Hell no! <laughs> be crazy! People's asses should still be inside, but it's the summer, and people are getting fucking, like, lax. And because they see places like ours, where we're lucky enough to have very few cases, and people are going to the beach, and fucking just sitting around doing whatever the fuck they want, they go, fuck, I want that too, I'm bored! And they just go fucking do it, it's gonna get worse. Like I said, you give people an inch, they take a mile. Or in this case, 10 or 20 miles. You give them anything. And if you give them no lead at all, and they're just fucking, or you don't even put a leash on them, motherfucker, they run wild because they're people mm. and they're fucking stupid. Put them in a group, they're even dumber. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be an interesting time for movie theaters. I don't think, I don't think the fall is going to be a hot, a hot time for any movie I'll, theater. Like I said, I'll bet you, I'll bet you a sushi dinner. In all 2022. Right. I'll bet you, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, no, what I'll do is, yeah, I'll, whenever, whenever you feel comfortable enough to leave your, your, your bubble. Yes. Uh, I, I will, I guarantee you theaters will be open in, in the fall and Wonder Woman will come out in the fall. Uh, if it is, it will be, it will be by the good graces of the idiocy of the governments and the people running the theaters and for no other reason. Because they'd be insane to do it, and the people going to those theaters in those major cities, even more fucking insane. Motherfuckers need Jesus. All, all it's going to take is one, like, it seems what it takes, I'm not saying this is you necessarily, but what it seems to take is for somebody in your in your circle to get COVID and get completely fucking ravaged by it to the point of death, or being put into a coma, like a medically induced coma, to <laughs> stop the dying fucking organs to be pulled back from the grave and then go, okay, you know what? Maybe we should take this shit a little seriously and go into the theater. Not really a fucking priority right now, but it's, it's, it's degrees of separation. You only have to get so far away before people just go, oh, that problem, that shit's over there. That ain't me, bro. I'm good. And then just go about your business. And that's what we're seeing all over the place is there's still a bunch of people that haven't had close friends and family getting fucked on by COVID-19. And as soon as it happens, oh my God, then they're going to go, they're going to change their tune. It's going to be like anti-vax mums whose children then get like some horrible fucking disease because they didn't vaccinate them. Then they go, oh shit, maybe I should not be on that Facebook group anymore. It's the same fucking idea. There's a lot I want to say, but I won't do it because I don't want to get in an argument. Oh, and I don't be on this do it. For a go. No. What do you got, bro? No, do you think I'm COVID's like, uh, like being I'm low key fucking over exaggerated? No. I've got, I have no comment. I have no comment. <laughs> I have no comment. Oh, we're lucky but, here. But we could make some comments when it comes to tech support. Ah, tech support. Patreon.com slash lag TV. $10 or more each and every month gets you access to each and every week. Post up a thing called tech support where you can ask your questions and we will answer them as much as we can. By the way, Patreon is doing very well right now. You guys have been legends, and we appreciate yeah. it. Keep it coming. Uh, Mark Furry asks, not counting this month, what's your normal bandwidth usage? Do you even know what your normal bandwidth usage is? I don't, but it's probably pretty fucking high. As a streamer, it's very my, high. My upload is yeah, a lot. Yeah. A it lot. would be... It would be... Uh, in an average month for most streamers, you're looking you're looking in, in the like pushing terabyte territory. Yeah. Excuse me. Um 
That's not including if they're doing like you, you know, watching YouTube and fucking Netflix and all that shit, especially right now where everyone's inside most of the time and streaming services is like the savior. Uh, my God. Yeah. Uh, lots to the point where if I was in a place where they had like data caps, we'd be fucked, Mm. like super fucked or broke paying for bigger caps is basically what we, what we'd be running into problems. Like I said the other week, um, when I was first back, uh, backing up lag TV stuff to my network drive and that's in the cloud, that was, uh, in, in 48 hours, that was four terabytes of, of data in 48 hours. Damn. And then I streamed that month and shit. And I was like, I was waiting for, for bell to call me up and be like, bruh, what the fuck are you doing over there? And they never did. So bless them. Uh, Seth asks, what are the most used apps on your phones? Um, well, my Gmail and Mm. YouTube. Mm. YouTube is the most for sure. Yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, other than the email one, that's like a, that's like a, like everyone's got to use their email on their phone kind of thing. I mean, if it, if I wasn't going to say email, which obviously it would be Gmail, uh, for sure. Um, YouTube and Twitter. Like Twitter's my most used social media. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, so Twitter. Twitter. I didn't even think of Twitter's Twitter. probably the highest for me. Uh, I'm yeah, on YouTube it's... mostly if I'm just on the treadmill or some shit. Yeah. Uh, because if I'm watching yeah, I, YouTube, it's usually on my computer. Like the I vast go YouTube, majority. YouTube, and then Twitter yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, favorite snacks? Kim is asking. Asking that's what's your, what's your go to snack when you're feeling snackish? Chips. <sighs> Miss Vicky salt and vinegar. Miss Vicky salt and vinegar, bro. bro we've got so okay. much of that in my pantry right now. Okay. I'm gonna just let you know right now. <laughs> I got an empty bag in my. And that's the Man. Costco special. That's the size of my torso. What? Yeah. Yeah, we uh, go through a few of those. Yeah, my mom, my mom, my mom's been getting all of our groceries so that like Kayla doesn't have to leave the house and I don't have to leave the house. So, Mama already is at the grocery store, so <laughs> she like shops for her mom and stuff. So, um. She, she, the last couple times that she went and got us groceries, um, she brought home the like big fucking huge bags of the, the Costco. She goes, yeah, Costco. the Costco ones. That's what that bag is. Yeah. So exactly. So she brought those and a few of those. And I'm like, mom, like, why are you buying all this stuff? Cause I'm, as soon as you start eating them motherfuckers, it's game over, bro. It's game over you can't stop you actually can't stop there you know this lays i bet you just can't eat one i bet you i can when it comes <laughs> to Miss vicky's i bet you i can't yeah, like there yeah. like it's actually physically that's impossible that's true and it's horrible so i i was eating so much chips and last night i come upstairs you know and i'm eating pretty good right now because i'm back in this kick and i'm like kayla's up there she got a bowl of miss vicky's and i knew it was miss vicky's because the crunch like you can just hear the crunch. I hear it's it. a loud crunch. And the crunch is triggering. 
It's it's like <laughs> it's like a drug. So this is where this is where I'm at right now. Um, every time I go in the pantry, I got to look at those big bags of Miss Vicky's, and I got to try not to put a hand in there because when I grab a handful, it's I make sure it's piled up, <laughs> and then when I eat that, I got to go and grab another handful. Next thing you know, it I'm half a bag in. You got it. You really like. You almost have to have a chip bowl that's reasonable sized. Yes. And then set and then and then step the fuck away. Don't start eating them yet. You put oh. it in, yeah. and then you go away from the bag, eat them when you're away, and then you are less inclined to suddenly walk back upstairs yeah. to go get more chips. Because that shit that like M and I had, uh, there was a time where we were like eating a regular bag like every two days, and they were just uh-huh. gone. Just we're gone. we were, we were fucking crushing them. And then Dad's getting into them now. Oh, just boy. like we got, we got bags of Miss Vicky's chips up in the fucking storage upstairs. Uh, just heaps. Oh, I'm so hungry for it right now. Yeah, yeah, they're bad. They're they're fucking they're fucking bad. Uh, for me, uh, other than Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar chips, um, I like pistachios. Although I haven't been able to get much of those lately. Um, I like dried mango a lot. M M orders from a Filipino uh, store where like she gets Filipino stuff. Um, and she gets bags of like dried mango from the Philippines, which by the way, our mangoes fucking suck dick in comparison to what they've got over there. It's a different, it must well be a different fucking fruit entirely. Mm. Mm. Uh, but yeah, dried mango is, is pretty fire. Dried fruit in general, I'm, I'm on board for. Um, uh, I also will just eat an apple. I like me an apple. If I'm looking to be like relatively healthy. I'll have a cookie in one hand and an apple in the other. Uh, and that's, those are, those are like my go-to. But my ultimate go-to at night, before bed, almost without fail, every day, cereal. Without fail. And mm. right now, what we got in the house is shreddies. Shreddies, little honey on top. Boom. That's my snack before bed. Keeps me going. I can't go to bed hungry. Can you do that shit? I can't go to bed even remotely no. hungry. Yeah, no. And uh, the problem is, is Kayla and I were, were you know, I, I usually finish streaming between 8 and 9 p.m. So Kai goes to bed and then Kayla and I get like an hour together to watch a show or something. And we always have a snack. Typically, it's Miss Vicky's or popcorn with some white cheddar or dill mm. pickle seasoning. Uh, or sometimes we get like um, noodle bowls and we, uh, you can buy them at Costco. Oh. And so we heat those up. Uh, but as of late, I've been so hungry because I'm so, my body's so used to eating the junk before sleep, and I have a hard time sleeping because I, my body is like I need comfort before you go to sleep. And I the, <laughs> so last night I had nothing. What I what I did is I, I I actually got a can of Coke Zero, and I I had a half a can of Coke Zero. Wow! And. <laughs> turn out and, uh, Kayla's like why don't you have some yogurt and I'm like because yogurt tastes like I'm eating air like I need some food <laughs> and so last night all I had was the half a can right and I still didn't fall asleep until like 12 30 uh it was after midnight and we were Kayla was out cold at like 10 so I'm laying in bed like like <laughs> I want food bad I'm my stomach I'm I was working out I'm hungry as fuck but I don't want to eat anything before sleep so what Kayla's been doing the last few nights is uh, she's been making me oatmeal. So I've been having oatmeal with cinnamon, and oatmeal is fire. I'm a big oatmeal fa- fan. Well, I, I never really enjoyed it, but you know what? When you're really hungry and it's 
it's not that bad. It's like it's got cinnamon and stuff in it. You start to enjoy it. So I, I that's what I've been that's what I've been having for late night snack. Just like a little. You bit want of you want the co- you want the combo, bro? The oatmeal combo. All right, what is it? Hit you me get, with it. You just get you get you can buy like the um. I used to do use like Bob's Red Mill oatmeal that you get at Costco, but you have to like properly do that shit on the on the stove top. Doing it in the microwave is a nightmare. But you can get steel cutouts from Quaker that are like par cooked so that you can still do it in the microwave and they're mm-hmm. still steel cut. So you get like actual fiber out of it. And so you do some oatmeal, plain, so some plain oatmeal, cook it up. You're going to add, uh, you're going to want to add some raisins, okay. some cinnamon, mm-hmm. some nutmeg, mm-hmm. some pumpkin seeds, Jesus, honey, a little bit of milk on top. You can also, instead of honey, use brown sugar. Shit changes the game. See, I've been having cinnamon, brown sugar, a little bit of peanut butter, some okay. milk, mm. and that's that's what I've been having. And Ooh, it's been good. That's tasty, too. That sounds tasty. Yeah. Uh, you know what you can also do sometimes in the mornings, you want to do it then, too, is you can, or even at nighttime, if you got your protein powder, I used to mix in uh, not a full scoop because it gets too dry, you get a half scoop protein powder into your oatmeal, make it a little water, more watery than usual, so there's more to absorb. Mm. Put that in. So I used to do, uh, I used to do, um, I, I had vanilla. I used to have vanilla flavored protein, uh, protein, and put that in, and it, and it just went with all the other ingredients because vanilla. I might try that tonight. I got vanilla upstairs. I there might you try go. It. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Um. Oh, uh, Cryptic asks one or two. What are one or two of your favorite of three generalized car types? So, of muscle, tuner, and exotic. Uh, what are what are some of your favorites from those those categories? I guess is what he's asking. So he for his for examples, he's got in the muscle or old school category. He's got a '69 Camaro RS, '69 Mustang Boss 302, and exotics. He's got any Aston Martin. Uh, Lambo, uh, Venino, uh, Countach or Diablo. And for tuners, he's got the Skyline R32, the Scion FRS or the Supra. So what are some of your favorites in those categories? Uh, I guess old school would just be like, I'm not really much of an old school guy. I mean, I do like the, like the old Mustangs. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um, I like Chevelles. Mm-hmm. I think you know. Uh, so I would go. I'd go with those. Okay. What about exotics? Uh, exotics. Um, I'd probably go with uh, McLaren. Mm-hmm. Seven twenty, and um, I'd probably i'd I'd probably go Lambo. Uh, mm-hmm. Hurricane, one ah. of mm, Good choices, good choices. And, and uh, tuner, tuners, I'd go with the Skyline. Mm. Well, new or old? Old, like the nineties uh, GTR. Old, like old school, Fast and the Furious Skyline. Yeah, you say like his R thirty two is basically R- what he's yeah, exactly. Um. Okay, so for me, uh, for muscle. Um, I'm, uh, my first favorite muscle car as a kid was a, uh, 
69 to 71 Firebird Trans Am. Because <laughs> uh, I loved the the I loved the uh, Trans Am with the uh, the Phoenix on the hood yeah. and All the honey that. and the honeycomb rims. Um, I wasn't a fan of the T top version, uh, but I did I I did like that a lot. But like my uh, some of my other favorites um, is a Dodge Dart Swinger uh, is is a fun car. Uh, I like the. Um, uh, if it's a Mustang, I'm a fan of the uh, of the fastback Mustangs. Any of the fastback uh, Mustangs. Uh, there's some variants I think that had like the 446 pack in them that were really nice. Um, I like. Uh, ooh, what's one more I'll give? Um, uh, damn. Hmm. I know there's one more I should be able to come up with here. Uh, you know, I like the, I like, I like the, uh, the, uh, the, like the Camaros, the, uh, the SS Camaro was a nice car. That was a nice body on it. Like 67, 68 Mm. was nice. What about the Ford uh, GT40? I mean, that thing is. Well, that's a, that's not really a Muslim. I mean, that was a proper GT car at the time. Yeah. Um, and the sixty, what, which model are you talking about? Like the sixty-eight or whatever the fuck it was. The the yeah, the older one. Yeah, the that. I mean, that's a beautiful car. No yeah. question. It's not really a muscle car. It was a muscle car era, but it was a GT car uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, exotics. I've never been a Lamborghini fan ever of any of their cars. I've never liked the look of any of them. Um, uh, Ferrari F40 is my favorite Ferrari. Uh, so I'll go with a Ferrari F40. And uh, if you can count, even though it's a British car, if you count Lotus, I like uh, the Lotus Evora a lot. I think it's a beautiful car. Uh, and I just found it funny that they took a, a Camry engine and put a twin turbo on it and got all that horsepower out of it. But it's a Camry engine, so it's like you've got a track car that's also never going to die. Mm. <laughs> um, and, uh, oh, and I, you know what? I think Pagani, you like, I think you like, Pagani, you like, what? Like the Lo- you like a Lotus. That's what I mean, Lotus Evora. That's what I said, Lotus oh, Evora. Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, the Pagani, anything Pagani is I mean. <laughs> fucking. Yeah, nope. That's not even that's 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 like a that's a hyper car. You know what I mean? That's a, yeah. that's a, the bounds of exotic. That's like a fucking yeah. Uh, those things are crazy. Those things are fucking wild. I mean, if that's if that's too high, then I'll step it down and I'll say, uh, oh, uh, Porsche uh, GT two RS. Yeah, is that considered exotic? I don't know. Is Porsche exotic? I don't. There's so many different categories. Car categories have gotten so granular now that I don't even know. Like it used to just be like supercar, hypercar. Now it's like super hyper ultra exotic. Fucking. It's got like a thousand categories. I mean, I yeah. It's incredible. I mean, that fucking thing is a. That's a track car, man. That thing is like a. Yeah. Just, I'm a big. I, I like. I like Porsche a lot. I like or Porsche if you want to be really I, fucking. I like- I like Porsche, but I only like high, high end. Like when you're talking the GT2 yes, RS. Yes, the midlife crisis cars are never good. 
Yeah, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I'm not a big fan of just like a regular 9/11 or a you know. A, uh, I, they, there, there's so many. There's, there's so many. I just find Port, Porsche is it, ta- it. 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 Porsche to me is like a little bit better than Lexus, and I think. Holy I at, fuck! That's a hot take. Yeah. Well. <laughs> In terms of in terms of like um like like uh like status and and what it what it represents, Lexus is really like it's old. It's like old. It's an old people brand. Um, you don't really see too many young people driving a Lexus around. Not saying that they don't have cars, you know, for the younger generation. It's just typically they'll go buy a Porsche. Um, what I think Porsche is until you get to their driver's car and you can make the argument all porsches are drivers driver cars you get into the but, 911s and the yeah. and the shit yeah yeah i i think the high-end porsches are works of art and i think the lower end the even though there's really not really a low-end porsche but you know what i'm saying they're yeah their baseline or their the boxer like boxer exactly yeah. i think that stuff is overpriced it's not worth it uh for the car you get and it doesn't appeal to me at all i just think it's like oh it's another porsche uh but the really high-end stuff it's like you bow down to it it's like wow that shit is really something special you know that, what's also like- overpriced but i totally like you and is it and it's also lexus the lfa i think the lfa is possibly the sexiest sounding engine in the last fucking 30 years it's nice i don't it's think nice. i've heard a sexier sounding engine it doesn't get enough love, that's for sure. Um, I mean, it's 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 not a track car. It's not too. It is. It's an anomaly, but I don't think it's ugly. They also have that other one um, uh, that Lexus made. That's that's like a that's like a similar to your car. That's like a grand touring type type deal, like a road car. Fuck, what's it called? The Lexus. Um, fuck, LC. LC 500? Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe LC. Hold on. Hold on. I need an image. LC 500. Yes. The LC 500. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a pretty car. Uh, and I think it's, it's, and people have said, you know, they, they hound it for its like performance or whatever the fuck, but you know, how fast do you really need to get zero to 60? I think it goes fast enough. It tracks well, but more importantly, it's super fucking good on the road and it actually has good gas mileage. So it's like, if you're going to own a car at home, it's a good one, and I think it's fucking. I think it's well designed. They, I, so that's another one. But yeah, my favorite car of all time is the Dodge Viper. Yeah, uh, specifically the ACR from the late nineties. Um, the uh, is is my is my jam, uh, and I can fit in a Viper. Surprisingly, I have no idea about all these other cars I've just listed, but I can fit in a Viper. Yeah, the uh, nice. Yeah, it's it, it's a nice looking car too. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Um. Mm, oh, oh, Jorbach is adding on here. Uh, what car would you test drive? Would uh, right now any car, even one from a fictional universe? Okay, well, I won't go fictional, but I will say, I will say that, um, I would love to test drive the LC five hundred. <laughs> I'll say that. You I probably think, could. You probably, you probably could. could. Yeah, I don't know if they. I don't think they have one in the showroom here, but uh, that I know of. But if you know, I'd, I'd even just like to sit in it to see how comfortable the seats and shit are for me, because you know I'm yeah. a big dude. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. 
Uh, what about you? Anything that you'd like to test drive? Uh, well, yeah. Um, the only other car, like I would, I would have highly considered buying a Lamborghini if we didn't live where we lived because, mm. um, if I got a, if I had it's a, hurt, a little low, well, it, yeah, they, they're <laughs> low. So our roads are horrible for it. It's just not a place you want to own a Lambo. It's just mm. period. Uh, and then on top of that, they don't have a dealership here. So any service that you need to get, oh, you, Ontario? Would, you need to tr- uh, ship it out to like Montreal is like the closest. Mm. Uh, same with like buying a, a GTR, right? Like if you get a GTR here, I think New Brun or um, St. John's or so, uh, I don't know where, I don't know where the closest uh, uh, Nissan. Uh, not in Halifax. It's not in Halifax. They don't, because there's certain mechanics that have to, that, yeah. that can only work on those cars. You just can't take it to a regular dealership. Um, and the other, the, 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 the car, I'm very happy with my car. So I'm going to have this for a very long time and I'm not in the business of buying cars anymore. I'm done. Cars are a horrible investment. So, you know, I have what I, I like what I have, but if I came into a whole shit ton of money and I'd mm. be like a midlife crisis, say I'm 40 years old, I'm, uh, I'm uber successful and I've got the money and I'm going to blow something on a car. And it's just like, fuck it. You know, everything else is paid for. Let's just go get this. I would, and it was today, because I don't know where the car would be at down the road. I would be test driving and highly considering buying a McLaren 720S. There you go. That's that would a good be, one. That's the one. That's that's the one for me. So if I, even if I could test drive one just to drive it, it's probably best I don't because I, I'd probably fall in love with it. And then I'd have like a new goal. Like, hey, you know. <laughs> I'm going to save up seven years Chasing now. the dragon. Trying try to do it. But I mean, that, that car's like over 300 grand here. Like, it's just a stupid, it's a stupid amount of money for a vehicle. But yeah. The Especially when you drive it off the lot and it's only worth 170,000. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is when you're buying cars like that, you don't care. You no, know, it's, no. uh, you, you're not playing the, when you go to buy a Honda, you think about the money you lose when you leave the, 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 the dealership, when you buy, a three four hundred thousand dollar car, you give zero fucks. You're just like, ah, I wanted this. So you know, you, you know what I want to do? I want to take a Lotus Evora and I want to put the original Toyota Supra straight six in the back of it. I don't even know as a car guy if a straight six works as a mid engine car. <laughs> what could even fit in there? Oh, uh, if a camera, if a big V6 Camry is in there, then I suspect a straight six would probably be fine. It's a mid-engine car. Yeah. So I don't even know if a mid-engine, if mid, if six, if a straight six over in a mid-engine configuration works. But I love mid-engine, and straight six is like my favorite engine type. Uh. So like that kind of that kind of silliness is right I up just my alley. Imagine spending. Three four hundred thousand dollars on a vehicle, like it, it's neither, it, neither can I. Even if it was like, a pretty car, I, like yeah, like 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 I even think about the McLaren seven twenty S. Like say I was say I was worth millions of dollars, it would still be really really tough to buy a car at that money. Even if you had it to blow, spending that much on a vehicle, and maybe it's because we we're from an area that like you only can drive nice cars like five months of the year i don't think that i don't think that has anything to do with it bro you spend that much money on a car i personally think you're fucking insane you have to be worth so much money to spend 500 grand plus on a car it's a fucking car 
And the it's travesty so- about it is that how many people that buy those cars even drive them more than fucking, you're talking about five months out of the year. How many people drive them five months of the year living in California? Yeah. They don't. They, they sit in the garage. They sit in the garage. Which is a travesty. Yeah. They, that thing needs to be driven. It needs to be driven. Hard. Fucking, some, most of these cars are handmade, for God's sake. They got the signature of the motherfucker that was like hand building the engine. And you're going to yep. sit in a garage? Come yep. on, bro. I wouldn't even call it an investment. Cars aren't investments. Cars are investments when they're already antique status and you know that their value is likely to increase over time. You buy a brand new car, you drive it off the lot, you've already lost half your investment, tires hit the road. The the amount of people that actually buy cars for investments are the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. (laughs) All right? So if anybody in the world used this analogy of like, or or the, uh, the argument of, you know, some people like to buy cars because they know it's going to go up in value. That's all dog shit bullshit. There are very, very, very few cars that go up in value. And those specific cars, you don't even drive because the more you drive them, the less in value they go, they go down in value. So the ones that are ultra rare and there's like, you know, a very limited press and in a very specific series in a very specific time frame. You do not put any mile like putting miles on that thing. You put a hundred miles, literally a hundred miles on it and you're hurting the value of the vehicle. But yet the vehicle needs to be driven because it was built to be driven, not be built for a, a, a conversation piece when you bring your other rich friends over and you show off your 12 vehicles and you just so happen to have this $700,000 Ferrari that is a super limited edition that has, you know, 450 miles on it. And you're like, Hey, you know, maybe I'll make a hundred G's off this in five years. You don't No, Very rare. Dude, you're, you know, who does that? What's his face? Fucking, uh, uh, car guy, uh, uh, old late night, uh, um, uh, what's his face? Guy with the fucking chin. Jay Leno. Jay Leno. Jay Leno is one of the guys that actually can can buy cars and have it go up in value and actually use it as an investment. And I don't even think he uses them as an investment. He just has a crazy love for vehicles. It just so happens that he has the money to buy these ultra rare cars. His his garages are basically a museum. So yeah, he's one of the exceptions. Everyday Joes or even millionaires or whatever uh, that you see in California driving around expensive cars, they're not buying them for uh, for return on investment, bro. Just not gonna happen. <laughs> it's for yeah for nobody. Um, uh, oh, uh, Dr. Samurai said, first of all, big fan since the beginning. Can you finally contribute after, uh, 10 years of education? D- fuck. Hey, damn. That's a lot of, that's a lot of education, bro. Doctor now? <laughs> yeah, Holy must shit. be. Uh, he said, uh, first of all, sitting is better than standing. Did you? Oh. Oh, have you tried it yet? I didn't try it. No. Uh, did you ask Kayla? I didn't ask Kayla either. Oh. No. I need to do both. All you know right. what? By this time next week, I'll have both answers for you. Hit us up. Uh, didn't, even, <laughs> didn't even come come to my mind. I, I just you know I didn't even shit much in the last week. 
That's the peanut so. butter you're putting in the porridge at night. You need to take the peanut butter out. Shit's going to make mm. you constipated. There we go. Uh, it said, what is your worst fart story? For example, I dropped a silent but deadly one while having sex, but also dropped a bomb, a bomb while meeting uh, a girlfriend's parents. Neither went over well. Oh man, I have so many. <laughs> I, I, there's three, there's three in particular and I'll, and I'll make these really fast. Cause I don't want to tell super long stories. Okay. One of them was I was in summer school, grade 11, uh, First day, first day of summer school, right? So it's like the day you go in there, you got a new little outfit going on. You're seeing who your classmates are. And uh, I was there for math. Um, So first day, I fall asleep. And I remember this like it was yesterday because we were going over um, uh, almost like different curves and stuff. And they were called different things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just passed out, fell asleep. And I woke up to me letting one fucking go. Oh, in your sleep? Oh. And yeah, I mean, everybody looked at me, started laughing and shit, you know, and uh, that was embarrassing. Um, I had another one where I was with uh, an ex. Uh, We were in a tent and uh, uh, well, actually, she wasn't even an ex. Uh. Anyway, we're, I was in a tent with a girl. We were, you know, fucking around. And uh, I let one go. And uh, she ended up getting sick. Um, now, we don't know if exactly that is the... It was the alcohol or the fart. But when you leave the tent after the fart and you get sick, chances are it was probably a combination of both. Uh, and the thing that ignited the end result. That's bad. I do have one other story, but I don't want to say it on the internet. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've, I have been lucky enough to not have any truly awful farting experiences like in, in front of, you know, girlfriends, parents, or anything like that, or, or, or whatnot. Um, the, like, really the only one I can think of is actually is Jeff and I in combination when we were young and we were playing Dance Dance Revolution during the summer in this very room, actually, that I'm sitting in right now. And the mat would be right below where my chair is sitting right now. And it was like 700 degrees outside and all the doors in here were closed. And it was, it had to have been 40 degrees Celsius in this room. I mean, it could not have gotten any warmer in here if you tried. And we were sweating to fucking death. We had we had two liter pop bottles that we would fill with water because we were going through so much fucking DDR and sweat that we needed to rehydrate that much. And we also had an old box fan that sounded like a fucking aircraft carrier. I do that, remember that. You still have that? Yes, actually, and it still works. Oh my god. Uh... And uh, they don't make them like they used to. That fan's probably older than I am, if I'm going to be fucking honest with you. We had this big-ass box fan that is set up to try and keep us cool. We were DDRing for hours. And when I say that, I mean we did Darut Sandstorm for hours. We were eating a lot of chips. We were eating a lot of junk food and shit. And we're, like, dancing and fucking sweating. And we were shitting ourselves for what had to have been Seven, eight, nine hours straight. And this room was sealed. And in the basement, there was no movement of air. And it was warm. 
and humid because we're sweating down here. The room, the windows are fucking fogged up. It's terrible. We go to sleep in the room. We're used to it because we were in the room the whole time. My dad comes down in the morning to let us know the breakfast is ready. He opens the door. He takes one step in. He stops and his face gets contorted. And he pauses for a moment. And he says, and it'll be, this was the first time, this is, a monu- this, is, this is a particularly special moment, this is the first time I ever heard my father swear in front of me and my friends. And he said, <laughs> who shit themselves in here? <laughs> and I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard because I'd never heard my dad swear before. But that's how bad it was. He chose that moment in time to be the first time that I heard him swear because it smelled so bad in that room. I can't even imagine. Teenage boys sweating for nine hours straight and shitting themselves in a sealed up room in the middle of the summertime with all that heat. If you stepped outside the room, you walk back in, you got a fresh air for just like three fucking seconds. You come back into the room. It smelled like somebody died. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. And that's probably the closest uh, that I've got for it. Because uh, thankfully, I haven't done any uh, crazy, you know, shitting myself in public or any, you know, like a massive farts or something sneaking by. Uh, I've been, I've been good to, uh, to keep that back. But yeah, it was bad. It was, it was one of the worst smells. And it's true, when we left the room and I came back in after we had had fresh air from upstairs, that shit hit you like a wall. 